This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. What are we looking at this week, Luke? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number nine. Number nine. Yes. First thing first, tonight's episode is brought to you by Lucky Buddha Beer. Cheers, sir. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the stuff. Oh, yeah. And we nearly went without, without Lucky Buddha tonight, didn't we? I can't believe that. What happened? I, um... I didn't go to my local bottler, okay? What I normally do, excuse me, over winter, right, I've been going on the Thursday night, Yep. getting a beer, leaving it in my car, because Canberra winters are so cold, (laughs) it refrigerates them. That's fantastic. And then by the time I get here after work on the Friday, it's still cold. Yep. But now it's summer, Mm. right? And was it last week or maybe the week before, the episode before I brought them in, they weren't cold? No, no. Because I'd done that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um... So I didn't buy them last night when I was out and about doing family stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went after work to the bottle right near my work instead of the right. bottle near my house. Okay. And I went in there and I, I, I hunted through the place and I was like, couldn't find it. I asked someone, Lucky Buddha Beer. They're like, no, nah, we don't. We don't do Lucky Buddha Beer. And it's, but it's the she same. She drops your knees and go, why? <laughs> Take me. I am old. <laughs> um, and I said, um. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and they were like, look, we don't do it. And it's, just, it's the same franchise of the place near my house. That does it? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Um, so I did grab some cans of Ghost Story beer or something. So It's got a good title. And so, Well, that was the thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know beer. I know what I like, but I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grabbed that, and I came in, and I, I came groveling into Luke's place because we were recording here, and... I was like, I'm so sorry, Master Luke. I, had my, I was on my knees and my hands above the head holding this, holding these beers. And I yeah, said, I'm yeah. so sorry, Master. Please forgive me. Please yeah, forgive I had me. I bitch slapping ring on Yeah, well, he did so. too, man. Um, but he actually had some left over from last week. Woo-hoo! So, yes, we're, we're lucky buddying, beer ringing. Cheers. Cheers. The, the trick is, is you start off with your good beer first or yep. your good wine. And then you just go, oh, what else have I got? Because yeah. at that stage, it doesn't matter. Then we got Ghost Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it might be good. Yep. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the story behind these Lucky Buddhas that we're drinking. How did you find Lucky Buddha anyway? We should we we love this beer so much. You need to do some homework and get some sponsorship. There's a decent chunk of these podcasts that we talk about it. Yeah. But what's the story of, of behind this? Look, if it wasn't for you, I'd never know about these guys. Look, I, I gotta be honest, man, I reckon it's probably the bottle. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, the bottle is sort of engraved to look like Buddha. It's fantastic. It's um, probably really sacrilegious. So. Yeah, look, yeah. you know. But I, I, but to be honest, I, I honestly can't remember where I first tried it, but yeah. 
you know. Even though you hold the beer, we, we rub his belly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you With your thumb, you're like, Buddha, bless this podcast. But the beer is really good. It it's is crisp great. and clear and lovely. Like I said, Chang's. Bless you, Chang. Yeah. But you had a little bit of frothiness. Yep. This is a summer beer. You came to the party, Chang, and we yep. appreciate it, but <clears throat> pack your shit and get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. Because um, when, um, I'm sure we've spoken about this, when summer comes around, I'm always into my Corona. Yeah. And I was thinking, why, why did I get into Corona in the first place? Fast and the Furious, yep. you know, when they all had their tops off and they're lounging on the cars, and I, for some reason, latched onto The that. world did. The world did. Before Fast... And I've probably said it before, I'll yeah. say it. This is a hill I will die on. Before <laughs> Fast and Furious, yeah. Coronas were a girl's... A, a women's beer. Right. Well, that's it. That's it. Right? So... Because you'd put your little lemon in it to mm-hmm. make it, you know, nicer for the girls to drink, and then as soon as Vin Diesel grabbed one... Mm-hmm. What? You know, get, actually grabbed one off... Um, uh, what's his name? Off his best friend. Yeah, gave yeah. it to Paul Walker. Wiped it Paul Walker wiped the top off it. Dudes were just like, oh, I've got to get some of that But beer. think about that for a minute. Like, you know, we, you know, if you want to do anthropology, you look at that and thinking, what's going on there, right? And and the sexual overtones, or undertones, undertones? I think it's undertones? over, yeah. uh, is obvious. It's like, right, here's my dick. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. You know, and that smug look they drinks with it. But, um that scene where they're all tops off on the cars and that's when I back in the day when I, I actually was quite fit yep. I was like oh that's the beer I should drink to look yeah, like that's... that dude we, we, we do it with everything it's don't so, we but you it's know? so stupid yeah you know because I was like you know in South Australia the beer to drink when you're young was Cooper's Pale Ale yep. and it, I, it's revolting yeah. you know like I mean it's fine if you like it, but for me, because you have to roll the sediment back into the beer. Yeah, right. And for you, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. But you always feel bloated and all that. So then I saw this Corona, and you add a lime to it. You go, <laughs> it must be healthy. Because look at these guys. These guys. They're drinking that. They're fucking ripped. But then I didn't realise they get paid millions of dollars to look like that. And um, and that was probably Corona gets paid millions of dollars to uh, have mm. their bottles shown. and Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it works. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lover of Corona, um, Sole beer, Sol beer, yeah. which is pretty much the same thing, but it's a lot cheaper. Yep. But this this lucky stuff is great. Yeah. No, I saw through it, bud. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of the time I don't. I am so susceptible to advertising. Mm-hmm. I'll be sitting at home watching TV or something, and an ad will come up for pizza. I've already had dinner. Dad will come up for pizza. I'm like, ooh, let's get some pizza. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm very susceptible. But when yeah. I saw that... Like I and don't get me wrong, I love the Fast and Furious movies. Yep. The first one was great, brilliant it was tits, man. Yeah, Point um, Break too. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but when they were drinking, all drinking Coronas and handing around Coronas, to me, I was like, maybe because I'm a couple of years older than you, I've probably been drinking more, longer than you. Yeah, I was like, hang on, you better be handling, you better be handing that to Jordana Brewster or handing that to fucking Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, wait, no, you gave it to Paul. Walt- no, hang on, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh. So I never saw through it, and, and I know it's you know, girls beers, boys beers, girls movies, boys movies. I know that's sort of an outdated thing, but uh, is it though? I, I mean, it is to us because we don't care anymore. We're at, we're almost like above that because we, yeah. we've maxed out of that <laughs> prime age of of um, disposable income. Yeah, where yeah. you just throw your money away. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe youngins. Uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. We're old dudes. We don't. We know. are. We, we don't, don't know this shit. If know. there's anyone listening to this podcast who's who's younger than <clears throat> seventy eight, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a message. Let us know what you drink. <laughs> why you drink it? 
And why you can't stop? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, look. Luke just told me what this word is and I forget it already. A prerequisite for the... Caveat. A caveat. Caveat for this week's podcast is you may hear the air conditioner going in the background. Mm-hmm. I know it's affecting the sound quality a little bit. I don't give a fuck. It yeah. is so hot, man. <laughs> Howdy, Thorn. Um, <laughs> it is so hot that I just I came in and I said, Luke, no. We're just leaving it on. It's not even as hot as last time, but it's still bloody hot. It feels it, though, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, Summer. if the sound's not 100%, hey, get used to it for the next few months. Or uh, pretend it's an air conditioner at your place. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Just put a fan on and let it blow on yeah. you and you, you join us in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Cool. We're okay. Ch- we're cheaper than an air conditioner. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, dude. Yo. What, um, what do you call it, uh, entertainment have you been consuming this week? Movies. Movies. So I've been going to the movies... Um, Going to the actual movies? Yeah, yeah, I went to the movies. I went to the movies, I think, once since coronavirus. Yeah, right. But I can't even remember what it was I watched. I've snuck back a couple of times and um, went over to the, the Canberra Centre and uh, going off to Dendi Theatres and got stuck in the lift for 40 minutes. What? Yeah, it was... Have you ever been stuck in the lift? It's not fun. So this happened... And then I suddenly realised, because like, you know, I went to level two, and this thing went to, you know, from ground to one to chunk And it, the whole thing just chunked And I went, oh, shit. So then I pressed a button to see if that could get at least get the door open. And then it went chunk further down. And then these, um... Were you by yourself? Yes. Okay. And then, um, you know, the sign, sign blinked on saying, out of service. And I was like, no, you're not. Because you're serving me, motherfucker. I'm here right now. That's right. It's like, I'm... You're serving me. In case you didn't notice, there's one person in this yeah, fucking thing yes. who's not receiving very good service right now. Yeah. So then I was just... The, and then I immediately got... It got, like, really hot. And I, and I was just like, oh, wow, it's gotten hot all of a sudden. And then, because I, I sweat was everywhere, then I realised, oh, I just had a major panic attack. Oh, you yeah, know, but yeah. it was odd because, like, you know, I felt like I was fine, but then my body just—it was like a skunk, yeah, just like <laughs> everywhere. It was like this mist of just sweat. And I said, "Oh, god!" And then um, there was no instructions with what to do, and so there was a button with a telephone on it. Yep. I said, "This will connect me to the people that need to know about this," and then I pressed it, and the only thing that came out was like like a, a ringing alarm. And that was it. Like, it wasn't a phone. It was just, like, a, a ring. And I went, oh, that's not too good. So then I went to the other button with the telephone on. I was thinking, maybe this will work. Ring! No. no. So then I was looking around for a phone number to call. wasn't there. So then I got my mobile out, which, thank God, I had a bit of battery on it, which was running down. And then I had to get onto the website at the mall to then get... Um, a phone number, listen to the recorded message, note down the mobile number from that. And yeah, and like I wasn't remembering the number because I was panicking. So then I had to um, get the, another app open and write the damn thing down. Anyway, by the time I talked to someone, they said, oh, well, we'll call the manager, sit tight. And we can't He's actually on holiday in Hawaii. Yeah, maybe. Till the 3rd of January. And, uh, (laughs) and so then, and then he goes, oh, but don't worry if, if I can't get him, I'll get the, I'll get the, the, the fire brigade and I was thinking well shit I should probably just call the fire brigade you know yeah, so yeah. then so that was 15 minutes in then a half hour goes by and I called back and said what's, what's, happening? what's happening oh yeah no I couldn't get a hold of that guy 
um, that bell that you're pressing should have gone to the engineer phone. Now, that's obviously not working. I said, did you call the fire brigade? Oh, no. They said, uh, but we'll, we'll pop up and have a look. I said, could you? Yeah, do you mind? So then I was ringing the thing, and then I heard this, hello, where are you? And I started pounding on the doors. And then the doors suddenly started coming open, and this massive, like, African, skinny African security guard just pulled these doors open and said, come out, my friend. Black Panther uh, saved you. Yes, I was yeah. like, did you? And I thought, oh, shit, you could do that? Because I, I didn't I didn't want to touch anything. Yeah. Because I've seen enough movies. I've seen Speed. And so you're halfway out of the door. Every and the whole, Resident Evil. Every fucking... Yeah. Yep. Anything from early 2000s, you get sliced by a laser. In the in the 90s and 80s, it's a bloody elevator. Yeah, yep. But um, so I got out. And then, um, you know, ah. Anyway. So then I went to Dendi. And I said, all right, has this thing started? And I hate getting into a movie when it's already started because yep. I like to I like to get there early and calm down a bit yes. and then sort of recalibrate down to a level of a viewer. See, okay, and this is a reason I think mm. that the trailers before the movie are very important mm. to get you into the groove of what you're about to watch. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 but you're right because it's like a, um, you know, what's a pre-band all about? Like, what do you call it? A... Uh, opening act opening act yeah. to get you in the mood for the main event yep. and so yeah I'm the same so I hate walking into the middle of well even first act of a movie because I'm, I'm still haven't yeah. got to that level yet yeah. and I'm um, especially so from getting out of a lift after 45 minutes yeah, and yeah. then I was speaking to the lady and she said oh sorry to hear that um, yeah the um, the movie started maybe you want the this other movie that's and for some reason during the week um, cinemas sort of close early and it might be because of COVID, might yeah. be during the week, I don't know. So there's only one other screening. I said, oh, what's this um, other movie? She said, oh, it's a romantic com- well, it's a romantic drama. I was like, oh, yeah, who's in it? And then she listed off the youngins' names I had no idea about. And I said, well, what was it about? She said, oh, it's about a girl who falls in love with a guy who's got terminal cancer. And I went, no, nope, none of that. Especially since what I've just been through. So, um, which wasn't enjoyable. Not that I've got cancer or anything yeah. and you can't compare the two. But then um, I went for a walk around the lake and watched the sunset. Nice. So I got out in the actual open, and, and that's it. But, um, yeah, no, what I what I usually like to do also is get down to Palace and see a couple of um, couple of arty movies. Mm-hmm. And so, because they're so out of what I'd normally watch, and so I like just blind going to movies out there. It's like, hit me. Give me, give me something that I would never yeah. you know, get. And one was called Abby and Ellie and Abby's Dead Aunt. Jeez. <clears throat> and yeah, well, it's a bit like um, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, you know? Yeah. So Abby is is a Taipei personality and she goes, Right, mum, I'm gay. And the gay and the mum's like, Oh god, and she gets stressed out and you think it's because she just found out her daughter's gay, but there's a whole generational backstory as to why this freaks the mum out right. involving the dead aunt. But then the dead aunt appears in front of Abby to help her through this journey of gayness and um because, like, she's a gay aunt, dead aunt. And yeah. Abby's like, what are you talking... It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just gay. Stop it. But she doesn't realise that she's, she's um, you know, poked the bear and she's, and she's made a mountain out, out of a molehill yeah. sort of thing um, of things beyond her purview. Her, yeah, yeah. You know? yep. And then um, the whole thing is just Abby just trying to ask Ellie to the formal... But um, all these other things kind of get in the way of something that should be really, really easy. Yeah, okay. And it's funny because at the very beginning of the movie, there's um, there's a maths or English class going, and the um, the English teacher flips the whiteboard, and on it is, you know, 
um, Matilda, will you go to prom with me? And then this guy gets up with flowers. He's about to you know, give it to these girls. And yep. the teacher goes, well, no, no, no. It's Matilda, comma. Will you please go to the formal with me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just like staring at him. But then he goes, yeah, go ahead. And she says, yes. Everyone applauds. And that's how simple it should be. Yeah. But um, for some reason, poor Abby just, you know. Yeah. I was Australian. Okay. And, yeah. um, and young Ellie stole the show, like effortlessly acting, yep. really, really becoming part of it. And so I really enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, then there was another one that I completely forgot what it was. But um, anyway, that was good fun. Because again, um, with streaming and, and stuff, I, I need a viewer to tell me what to get onto. Yeah. I know you told me about this paranormal thing, so I have to hit that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, cool, man. Cool. Mm. Well, and you enjoyed the movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. And um, no, it was good. Because I, you, I've got this stupid prejudice against Australian films. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because I come from South Australia, so then when I see an Australian film... I I don't get the feeling that it's I'm part of it, you know what I mean? Because we've got different accents and you know and every time I watch an Australian film it's always in Bondi or Melbourne yeah. and if it's a drama always heroin, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking this is cocaine's your drug of choice. Yeah. So come on guys, let's <laughs> be inclusive. Well, yeah, but it's just I don't yeah. find myself in that at yeah. all or yeah. or the experience of my friends or anybody. So and it's probably it's not hoity toy, it's just a different state. We've seen yeah. we've seen a lot of outback Australian movies, a lot of, you know, two hands Sydney um, things and Melbourne as well because it's the cultural capital and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yep. Perth, we've seen a lot of, I guess, um, like Goldstone and some some thrillers and noir. Yep. Not a lot from South Australia. And when it is, it's not necessarily a South Australian story. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's Snowtown, you know? Um, yeah. So yep. it doesn't feel like, you know, you've got Australia and then you've got South Australia and maybe Tasmania, yeah. you know? And so, but I like this because everyone has gone to their formal, maybe, but everyone knows how difficult it is to ask a girl out to a formal. Right. A girl can ask a guy, and the guy's going to go, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just just asking a girl out is, um, it's, it's hilarious. Well, you can empathise with that. Well, for all the young people listening, what you need to do is you need to take an approach from a man called Jason Muse, right? Yeah. And it's just, you ask a hundred, you're going to get one. <laughs> Well, that's it. <laughs> Nowadays, you do it all through text yeah. or through Facebook. Back in my day, back in my day, you you barely had any alone time with a girl because yeah. their friends were there, your friends were with you. It's like, well, how am I going to do this? You can't call them at night because you don't have their number. And yeah. if you do... Their dad answers and he's a bikey and he says he's going to fucking kill you because mm-hmm. you tried to climb in her window one year, one Christmas. Yeah. Or he's just a guy who says, what are your intentions with my daughter? You go, ah! Yeah. And, uh, you know, then you hang up and then they do that code to find out what your number is. And so it's really actually quite difficult, you know. Whereas nowadays, you want to? No. You want to? No. You want to? Yeah. Lol. You send send a a group text message to the 50 girls, you know. Exactly. Um, What do you reckon, eh? What do you reckon? Emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that was good. Um, I can't believe I can't remember what the other one was. That's terrible. But um, it'll come to me. Yeah. Uh, but comics, <clears throat> I've gone back to what to read. I don't know why this has happened. The X Files comic. Okay. Okay. And so the first comic was a, like issue zero, which in the letters it, it explains why they've done it zero, and it's very much like a pilot episode. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they 
they'd start on a level for their audiences to let them know what this is all about and to, again, establish sort of the environment as to how they're going to be going forward. And so what they did is they took the first episode of the TV series and adapted it to comic. Right, okay. So the next issue was 0.5, which then goes off in its own yep. uh, script level and a different art as well. But um, it was good fun. And then I discovered the X-Files um, did a, like an arc with or a special called, I think, Crossover or something, where they, I don't know how, but they're involved with the Transformers, but then they're also involved with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So each each issue in this arc, they're, they're somehow getting into um, different properties. And the Turtles one was really good. I think I remember that. They, they, <clears throat> they, treated, they treated the Turtles like an urban legend. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the 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 four horsemen of the apocalypse. Those guys, the yeah. spinoff. Yeah, yeah. And they they've got this thing about uh, a blood virus getting you know the risk of that getting out. Some vampires, but then they stumble upon the turtles who are kicking yeah. vampires' ass. And yeah, it's good fun. I do vaguely remember that one, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it reminds me of how with the Batman coming out soon, um, the director is also doing a TV series which is basically Gotham PD, which is a um, comic book where everything's from the perspective of just everyday police officers. Yep. And Batman and the Joker or the Penguin or whatever only are seen from their perspective. Yeah, right. So it's like street level, then suddenly this supernatural stuff going on. Yeah. So then you're seeing the four horsemen, the X-Men, uh, X-Files, and then hearing about the turtles, you think that's really cool yeah. because they're hidden. They're, they're high in the shadows. They're below in the sewers. Yeah. They're, they're like the alligators in the sewers. That sort of myth. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and it, it definitely um, <clears throat> fits with their exploration of supernatural things. And mm. you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Um, you know, always looking for creepy crawlies and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it really works. And did the, I should probably read it. But read it. The Transformers one. I didn't read that. Oh, okay. I, I just read the turtles. Yeah, <clears throat> cool. But um, just remember the other movie I saw. Yep. A French movie called In the Name of the Land. Okay. And it's, it starts off with this fellow coming back from Wyoming, <clears throat> back to the family farm. He meets up with his fiancée, gives a great big smooch. Next, next scene, his dad is signing the farm over to him, like selling it to him. And the bank manager's there as well, saying this is what the loan is and blah, blah, blah. Flash forward 20 years later, the guy's bold, he's depressed, and it just goes downhill from yeah, there. Right. And it was, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we talk about farmers in Australia, apparently farmers over in France, uh, this is the same thing. Yeah, right. And this was a farmer who was doing, looking after goats, but then facing the pressure to expand. And so they make the point that these companies come in to give them loans to build a bigger shed, to have their gear to get chickens with um, specially made feed, contractually obliged to use that feed and nothing else, give you the loans to expand, but they won't give you a loan to help you with the yeah. debt that you already have. Yeah, you yeah. know? And then it, um, it goes downhill horribly. And then um, at the end, you find out, oh, it's based on a true story. Because when the credits are rolling, um, the director, writer's dad appears up in home footage looks exactly like the guy they cast in the movie. Yeah, right. And so you get a gut punch, and then you get another one. And then the whole point is, this is just one example of one farmer in France. Yeah. And, um, you know, a farmer, one farmer every seven or seven minutes kills themselves yeah, because yeah. of all this. And I just thought, oh, God. 
So if I knew that, I would have flipped the films over. Yeah. Ended on a comedy. Yeah. But yeah. um, very, very, very good though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's always interesting. It's always interesting <laughs> with uh, movies based on real people and whatnot. Mm. And it's it's interesting to see the approaches that America takes as opposed to every co- other country in the world. Well, it's funny you should say that because another movie that we just reviewed on the MovieClub.net. MovieClub.net. Um, there will be a link in the uh, show notes of this podcast. Check it out. And the movie now is on Netflix because what they're doing is they're screening for a week and then chucking him to Netflix. So they get that um, qualification for Oscars. Um, yep. in, in COVID times. And so they cut the run short, stick to Netflix, try and get some money back. That's why I'm, <clears throat> I miss everything. It usually takes me... Well, unless it's a big Marvel movie or something like that, yeah. it usually takes me a few weeks to organise myself and go watch something, but then it's yeah. gone before I know it. Yeah, yeah, but now you need to get out yeah. there or stay home and watch on Netflix. Watch on Netflix two weeks later. But it was a, it was a based on a book called Hillbilly Elegy. So it's on Netflix. And, um, and it's all about, well, from the perspective... It's three generations. Yep, yep. yep. And, um, I mean, not even a spoiler, it starts with a son in Yale law getting a phone call from the sister saying, you've got to come back home because mum's just um, OD'd on heroin, right? And so it's all about the struggles of generations to go further, a little bit further. And it was fine. Like, I watched it, I thought, oh, that's really inspiring. You know, it shows this kid pulling himself up from his bootstraps to get himself out of this, you know, you know geographical location and also family yep. that's sort of pulling him down. And, um, and he's going to make something for himself. But then in the credits, you see, oh, it's based on a true story. Oh, okay. And everyone is cast brilliantly okay. to look like these people. But then it was based on a memoir. So this guy, when he was really quite young, yeah, a little bit quite successful, went through Yale, got married, blah, blah, wrote a memoir. And, um, but the main criticism is that he's sort of brushing aside the argument of system, sy- yeah, systemic, systemic um, issues like, you know, um, discrimination based on class, yep, um, yep. wealth, race, yep. all those types of things. And, um, you know, um, people who are addicted to drugs. Yep. And his main message is, oh, no, if you try hard, yep. um, you can succeed. Yep. Which aligns really nicely into the American dream, which runs a lot of the myth-making over in America. Yeah. But it also absolves the people who benefit directly from systemic Yep. Issues such as yeah. racism and all that yep. type of thing. And so they want that message to, to constantly be around. Yeah. Like I remember, um, you know, there's an argument about, ah, oh, racism doesn't exist in America. Michael Jordan's very successful. Yeah. And, well, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the main issue I had with the movie because I enjoyed it as a, as a movie. But once I found out where it came from and, and you know, just because one kid... Yeah. successfully yep. got out there he can't talk to anybody else's experience but his own that's right you know this is my story that's great yep. but you can't then grab a mic and go if I can do it you can do it too yeah mm. okay it's an inspiring story but it's really diminishing everyone else going ah well shit yeah. I'm just lazy am I yeah that's yeah. right despite me busting my ass looking after family for two decades or whatever I'm, yeah. I'm a lazy ass am I yeah, yeah. three jobs all that yeah. and can't quite kick it yeah. Reminds me of a meme where um, there's all these slaves in Egypt pulling logs to build the pyramids. And he goes, "Yeah, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna own one of these." Yeah, yeah you're not no, though, are you, buddy? They're probably gonna beat you to death tonight. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> gonna die from the sun. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But that's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah cool. It's been good. How about um, yourself? So look, I've been keeping up with Gotham. Mm. I'm into the start of season two now. Where's Fish Mooney? 
Where's Pe- she at? Penguin threw her off a building into the ocean. I reckon that would do it. Yeah? I reckon that would do it. Yeah. Because I was thinking, well, he threw her off a building into the ocean, so she'll probably be back, but... She won't. Okay. I know, that was very unsatisfying for me too. Like, in TV, unless you see them, yep. their head is separated from the body, or their brain are destroyed, yep. they're going to come back. Yeah. Or they're going to come back as a clone. But um, that unease, I can tell you now, she doesn't. Okay, good, good. Um, I, I just got up to the issue, episode, which I actually really enjoyed. There's that redhead kid who they're hinting at being the Joker. Yep. Now, him and his maniacs crew, mm-hmm. including Barbara Gordon. Now, I find it interesting that Jim, oh. that Jim and Barbara Gordon, mm. in the comics, named their kids Jim and Barbara Gordon. Mm. It's like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Willow yeah. and... Uh, you know? Yeah. So it always struck me a bit, you know. Yeah, but anyway, so they were busted out of Arkham. Yep. <clears throat> um, Bar- so Barbara Gordon's gone crazy by now. Oh, right. Right. Okay. The redhead guy they're hinting at it being the Joker. Um, Sardonis, who's I, I, I've got a feeling is supposed to be the Black Mask's father. Yep. Some other, some big criminal and then some cannibal dude with scraggly hair. Yeah, right. Okay, so these five have been busted out of Arkham Mm -hmm. to cause havoc in Gotham. Yep. But there's this other dude, who's the dude who busted them out, but he's like, and he's got this sister, and he's like using them to set himself up as a hero. Right. Right. Yep, yep. But what I like is I don't necessarily like this kid who's may or may not be the Joker. Mm. It's a bit on the nose for me, but I did like because all of that's come come to a head. There, what, what do you mean on the nose? Like his performance? Yeah. All right. Fair. It feels a bit too 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 forced. A bit too Heath Ledger, like just a straight up mimic. A bit too a bit too um, um, much. Mark Hamill. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, he's got paying acting gigs, I don't. So, uh, <laughs> I salute you, friend. <sighs> okay. That's um, hilarious. So they've been building up to this this um, charity event where these five maniacs are going to attack this charity event. Mm-hmm. They actually get their hands on Bruce Wayne and... Um, but then this guy who's setting him up self up to be a hero he comes in and actually stabs Joker in the neck yep. and Joker <clears throat> dies but got a feeling he didn't die but he just dies right mm. but then what I liked about this was it's like the Joker's insanity spread like like a virus mm. like people are watching the stuff on the news and you can just see them just get infected by the insanity, the evil, I don't know, you know. We're getting inspired. Yeah, you okay. know, kind of oh. like the end of... Uh, Joker. Joker, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, you know, Jacqueline Phoenix, it wasn't his plan, his character's plan to have everyone want to be Joker thugs, mm. but, you know, he was inspired by that. Sorry, everyone was inspired by his anarchy. Yeah, you know? yeah. So this is the same sort of thing, so I, I really did enjoy... Even though I wasn't a big fan of his performance personally, I did enjoy that he um, 
that that's what they've done with the Joker thing, so they could spread to yeah. be three Jokers or more. I um I I I appreciate it. I like that. It's a good take, but <clears throat> I always see this idea of like even Joker in the, in the new movies. They're saying, "Oh, Yuckwings Phoenix, he's a proto Joker." Like, he's not actually the real Joker. The Joker, yeah. The Joker. And I just think that really shaves down the specialness and the uniqueness yeah. of the Joker. Yeah. So, you know, once you've done, like you said, you know, inspire a whole city to rise up so you can have different people putting the mantle on, fine, you get multiple different characters, multiple different designs, all this sort of stuff, but then he's not the one great threat anymore, you know? <clears throat> he's become generic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I, yeah, I, after, after 70, 90 years of all yeah. this stuff, it's good to see another take. But, say for example, we've got three Jokers now in an arc, don't we, in the in Batman comics? We... Spoilers? Yeah. Would our yeah. audience have read all three issues of... Oh, there's only three ash- issues? Yeah. Oh. Well, how old is it? Uh, I think the third issue just dropped a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe we can talk about it next week. But I, I like the idea right. of if one you're, Batman. If you're interested in reading Three Jokers, mm-hmm. you need to get it read before you listen to next week's episode, guys. Okay, because we do, I do have comments that tie into me watching Gotham. Okay. Yep. Cool, cool, so cool. we will hold that. Put a pin in it. Table it, as they say in the public right. service, <clears throat> and we'll uh, we'll get back to that next week. So if you're going to read Three Jokers, read it this week. That includes me. That includes you. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and what else I've been consuming? Mm-hmm. I've been trying new podcasts. Oh, what? Not completely satisfied with what we do? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just listening, expanding my listening. All right. Um, and one that's been a real standout, like, because, you know, I... De- I subscribe to the podcasts, yep. whatever they are. I download the first episode, mm-hmm. uh, like the latest episode. Yeah, I'll have a listen, see and if I then like go it. Go in the back catalog, and then start from number one. Cool. Okay, first one I, I listened to. I don't even know what it was, but I put it on, and it's like you know the the US shock jocks. Yeah, yay! Oh. oh no, you did not just say that. Oh boy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, it's supposed to be a paranormal podcast. And I was like, oh. Stop, delete, unsubscribe. How disappointing! Because with a paranormal podcast, you get that. You know that. What's that weird machine? The theremin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, and and you and you get an atmosphere and ambiance. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you don't want shock jock radio. No. Or I mean, some people probably do, but it's not. I've never been a fan of like. No. Uh, I, I, you know, morning radio. I think I told you one time I got in the car and, and I just listened to this, hey, 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 welcome to me, Fitzy and Mike, and how you go? I was like, can't do it. Turn on Porter's head, listen to Glory Box, yeah. dummy. It was 10 minutes down the road where I worked, crying. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the car. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Work. No, man, but you, it's you, irritating. Just exactly play right. the music and shut up. And there's yeah. always like... Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm Fitzy, and I'm Shane, and, and I'm Wapper. Yeah, and then there's always, and there's a girl that's, and mm. this isn't directed towards women. Or they, they, female disc jockeys. Disc jockeys. But for morning, yeah. they always get the dumbest, mm-hmm. or the acting dumbest yeah. girl yeah. to be with these other fucking alpha males, you know, yeah. and I fucking... Ugh, it just rubs me the wrong way. And it's terrible, but those males are considered alpha as well. You know, because it's pretty low 
bearing yeah. fruit. Yeah. But um, it, it, they're not even funny. They're just put, putting it on. You know, it's like, hey, I stubbed my toe this morning. Oh, no, how'd you do that? Yeah. You wouldn't know about you it. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, I was carrying in the groceries. Oh, what? You carry the groceries? It's ludicrous. They need to make a movie about you. <laughs> What'd you have the groceries there, mate? No, I just, Wait, the groceries, man? I just had some beer in the groceries. Oh, oh that is so you, Macca. You, you that like is beers. so you, Macca. <laughs> I nearly said beers. I nearly <laughs> said beers. Damn it. <laughs> we should do one of those shows, dude. Where we just... And then you hear Daisy out there. Do, do you like spritzers? Oh, Daisy, we don't like spritzers. Oh, Daisy, I'll give you a spritzer. Oh, oh. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if you saw a video of them, they look so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man. Like, oh. for a couple of guys who hate that, we just did a fucking great impression. Cheers, sir. Jesus <laughs> With <Christ. a> beers. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Mm. Anyway, I can't even remember what that podcast was called because I didn't last <laughs> three minutes and I got rid of it. I love it. That's great. But I, I found a couple of other ones. Then, you know, you listen to one and they're like, Oh, you know, we got mentioned on this podcast. Yeah. So, all right, I'll check that podcast. And then that person's like, this week's sponsor is this podcast. Like, all right, I'll get that. Oh, so, wow. So that's you are, how... You are susceptible. That's how I found this podcast Have that I'm pizza. loving. Mmm, <laughs> pizza. Um, what is it? Guide to the Unknown. Oh, that's good. One. Okay, guys, so... I don't know where you find it except for on your apps, you know, yep. guide, to, guide to the Unknown. Now, what it is, is it's a, a brother and sister team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen and William, right? Yep. So they're, they're adults, whatever. But each week, each episode, they bring a paranormal or a weird topic to educate each other on. Yep. Okay? So like one episode, for example, in that week, he's been researching when to go. And she's been researching mermaids. Oh, right. right? But, I mean, that's just, look, that's just off the top of my head. They, they go into other stuff like cursed movies. And, yep. uh, you know, the one thing I learned about today was called the uh, Toyby, the Toyby Tiles. Right. Which is this phenomenon in America. And I've got to research it, man. Apparently, apparently there's a free documentary on Vimeo yep. that I've got, to, I've got to watch it because it's really captured my imagination. Just about in America... Since the 70s, it's like, you know, mosaic tiles. Yep. They've just been turning up on the road and spelling out... Sorry, let me just check my notes here because it's it's so fascinating. Spelling out Toynbee, right? Toynbee idea. In movie 2001, resurrect dead on planet Jupiter, right? So it's like mosaic tiles, right? Yeah. Turning up all over the place in America for the last 30, 50 years. Could that just be fans of this type of thing? Well, there's, there's, there's talk about copycat people yeah. who do them and that, but all coming back to the one... And, like, I'm, I'm still learning about it. It's just a really fascinating thing that has gotten into my head that, mm. that I want to learn more about. Um, but, yeah, turning up just... It's like... That, like they, circles, they were turning up everywhere and then... It sort of stopped for a while, Mm. and then, like, years later, just bang. They were just everywhere. Yeah, right. right. They've never seen who's doing the tiles on the ground. No one's ever witnessed them putting them on the ground. No one knows exactly what it refers to. Mm. You know, 2001, resurrect our dead on Jupiter. Toynbee, Toynbee was a philosopher. 
apparently. Okay. Again, I'm still learning all this stuff, and it, but it's really weird. Yeah, they they bring up, yeah, like I said, your standard when to go. They talked about gremlins in World War Two and mm. all this sort of stuff. But then yeah, something yeah. like this comes up, Twigs. and like you know, they also talked about number stations, and they talked about it's a number station. Number stations. Uh, okay, I think the most common known one would be off Lost. You know yeah. where it's the recording that's just been going over the airwaves for fifty years, going, you know, number eight. Number oh, eight two six one zero. Number eight oh. number two six three eight. Trying to figure out the code. Well, yeah. Well, what does it mean? There's because oh. there's, there's some of them all over the world <clears throat> yeah, that right. are still transmitting this numbers. Mm. You know, some some of them is just a string of numbers: seven, mm. four, three, eight, one, two, six, five. Oh. You know. Um, that would drive you crazy if you were trying to find out what that meant. Yes. Like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So, look, it's a fascinating podcast. And, yeah. and they're funny. They're funny. They, they work off each other. They have a good well, laugh. Talking about giving podcasts a go, like, you know, I figured, you know what? It's winter in camp. And I love camper winters. Yeah. I'm not going to poo-poo it. And I was thinking, yeah, I want to get into Jack the Ripper. Let's find out who that guy is. Yep. You know, like, now it's been a while. Someone must know. So I got onto, you know, a cool-looking gra- graphic, you know, the Jack the Ripper podcast or whatever yep. it was. And, um, and you turned on, I was like, hey, 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 that Jack the Ripper, <laughs> he's cutting bitches up, he is. <laughs> ah, Daisy! But, um, <laughs> but it, it was funny because, like, yeah, the dude introduced himself, then he had all these other people online, like Skype and Colin yeah. or whatever, but the audio, the whole thing was so bad, yeah. it, it automatically turned me off. Yeah. And and that's terrible, because they might have had some really good stuff to say. Yeah. But yeah. also, I also got put off, because I was thinking, oh man, these guys, they're all like hobbyists, but they're all professionals. Yeah. Like they're, they've done their research, and they've done this and done that. Whereas I'm really attracted to, I guess, what we're doing with the comic books. Yeah. Like these two that you were talking about. They're full of beans. They've just discovered this thing. They've done their own research. Yeah. And they're going to do a presentation to each other, but also to us, the listener. Yeah. As opposed to sitting back and listening to these, you know, um, academics yeah. talking about stuff that they don't necessarily communicate their zest for anymore. Yeah. Because it's just like, I'm the expert. Here you go. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, this is work now. Mm. Like, I'm, being le- I'm literally being lectured to. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to this freshness of like, inspiration of finding out something new yeah yeah, yeah. so that's a cool podcast everyone listen cool. to that what was it again guide to the unknown <laughs> sorry i had i turned my phone off <laughs> <laughs> cool I'll Gu- check it guide out. to the unknown it's worth checking out they've been going since 2017 it's interesting because again i listened to their latest episode which was actually about silent hill oh like the video games and the movies in the town that that's actually based on yeah and it got me in a hankering, and yesterday I, was, I got home and I was like, do I own Silent Hill movies, you know? Well, I, it just dropped on YouTube. That's where if I found it. dropping. Yeah, yeah, go on, you... I'm I, the one to post it, yeah, bitch. Yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, so I found that it's free on YouTube, and I think the second one's free on YouTube. But in my... Where my TV is at home in the bedroom, mm. um, there's so much sex happening in that room, you can't hear the TV. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, it's, I've got this little air conditioner unit, right. not like a, a quiet... Yeah, you know, air conditioner like you got. Yeah. And so it's when when you turn this air conditioner on, it's like <laughs> So I'm watching so I'm watching and I'm trying to listen to it and I couldn't listen to it. So I sat back and just sort of watched it and yeah. you know, Rada Mitchell. Is she in it? Yeah, she's 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 the mum in the first movie. Wow. And her husband is um Boromir. Sean, Sean Bean. Yeah. 
Ryder Mitchell stars? Yeah. No. Yeah. In the first one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Um, I thought it was an Aussie woman who starred. Ryder Mitchell's Aussie, dickhead. Ryder, who am I thinking of? Ryder Mitchell's from Pitch Black. Yes. No, Ryder Mitchell is another actor who was in... Put Get, get her on. Ryder, Ryder Mitchell. Who am I thinking of? The American who's just in On the Rocks with Bill Murray. Isn't Ryder Mitchell a, an American comedian? No. Okay, first thing first, I'm going to look at pitch. Black. Black. Don't... God, Ryder Mitchell in these movies doesn't end well, does she? Don't hit the, um, <laughs> the Pornhub link that comes up. Ryder Mitchell. Yeah, right. Right, she's the Aussie girl from Pitch Black. Now, what was the other movie you said with Bill Murray? Uh, On the Rocks. On the Rocks. That's how good I can spell, guys. How quick a typer I am. On the Rocks is Radisha Jones. Ah, Rashida Jones. There we go. Excellent. Rada Mitchell. There we go. That is a genuinely disturbing movie. What is? Rada Mitchell. Silent Hill. It's, um... Yeah. It wasn't... Because I, I love my slasher movies because there's always a little bit of charm in there. Yep. Whereas Silent Hill is just, it, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's not I need to fun. watch it and listen to it because yeah. I'm just watching it and Rather Mintel's just running around. Yeah. And then next thing, Pyramid Head's got a giant sword smashing through a wall and I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it, it, I love the atmosphere. I love the foggy atmosphere. Mm. Um, Sound design is not too good. I don't know. Well, I know you don't know because <laughs> yeah, because all I could hear is. <laughs> yeah. Have um, you ever played the game? Nah. Mm, nah. It's good. I, I had. Well, there's this, a bunch. Um, there's like. Well, no, I had the PlayStation, the the OG. Because yep, yep. I got this um, sample disc with like horror games on it. Okay. So here we go. So I, I popped it into my you know PlayStation One, hooked up to my grandmother's CRT TV, and this is me on a Friday night back in early two thousands. Um, lights are off I'm on my beanbag and you know is it not surround sound it's all just coming from the TV and then it's so atmospheric and so moody you've got a Geiger counter and you've got a torch right and so you can only see as far as the torch will let you right and then the Geiger counter will start going a bit like your air conditioner. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When creepy things are close. Yep, okay. So then you turn to see the creepy thing, and this thing that I saw in horrible, you know, 3D graphics, PlayStation 1, was a skinless baby crawling towards me, leaving a bloody trail. And I went, I'm done. Yeah. Turned it off, turned the light on, and I said, I'm out. It no, was very good. Fair, because um, yeah. I'm not... <laughs> I, the the last horror video game I played was with my brother Nathan, mm. and I, I, actually I bet if you go through back through my um, Big Tim's Funny Books Facebook page because mm. we live recorded just a bit of it. Oh yeah, but it's 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 after dark. No, it's not after dark. It's, yeah, it's until a- dawn. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And it's like a horror movie and video game four. mode. Yeah yeah. And um, I'm sitting back right with mm. the controller sitting on my gut. Nice. And there's times when a monster jumps out and you've got to freeze, right? You, you, you've got to hold the controller still because it'll detect the motion. Oh, God. And so the monster jumps out and this thing's sitting in my gut. So I was like... <gasps> <laughs> and I'm trying to hold my breath and I'm just like... 
and because I didn't know the monster was coming, I didn't get a full breath either. <laughs> and then I was just like, I ran out of breath, and I was like, <sighs> and then the, yeah, because because oh. my gut went down, the yeah, yeah. remote moved, the monster turned around, and killed me. That's oh great. man, that's, that's awesome! Great. But that was a great game. But um, no, I never never played Silent Hill. I'm a, I'm familiar with the visual of uh, Pyramid Head. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know what his caper was. I know I've seen the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I need to watch them again. I got a real hankering for that foggy um, ambiance. Yeah. Did you did you research the town and what happens? No, they talked about it on that podcast. Oh. Um, but I do need to research some more because it's. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go because they did. Well, they did say it. Yeah, but. it was a mining town, so coal mines, and um, and they accidentally ignited the coal mine, the stream of coal. Yeah. yeah, and so they did all they could that they thought they extinguished it, but yeah, boom, they can't do anything about it. This yeah. thing is burning coal for generations, yeah, you know, yeah. and um, and it hasn't been put out. And throughout the years, um, people who lived there were told, "You've got to go." You can't live here. What what they said was that the government kept coming and trying to put it out, mm. but it kept fucking up every time. Right? <laughs> that doesn't sound like any type of government that I know. They said the worst things you can ever hear is, hi, I'm from the government. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, people were coming trying to make their name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to put this out. Sold, you know, solved this town's problem. Yeah, but yeah. they just fucked it up more and more. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> eventually the government you know, crunched the numbers and were like, it's, it'll cost less for us to buy out this town and level it mm. than it will for us to put that fire but out. But you can't do anything with it. Level it and do what? Well, that's just that, that's just anything. saying. Yeah. We're just going to buy the houses, mm. level it. At least we're protecting the people because they're... Yeah. And apparently there's still like a dozen people who live there who just wouldn't sell up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's um, their homes. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know. Like you were saying earlier, you know, some people bust their ass Mm. just to scratch their little bit of life. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Especially in little towns, you know Mm. what I mean? With factories that open and close and, you know, people busting their ass so that they can have their little corner of the world that's mine. And then some fucking bureaucrat comes in to set your coal on fire and then tells you I've got to buy your house. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, you can half understand them being like, no, nah, fuck off. Isn't that terrifying to think that this thing is going to keep on burning the earth? Yeah. You know, like on, from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. Like. They reckon that the road going into the town is all cracked with steam yeah, coming yeah. out of it. And stuff. Oh, you can see on YouTube. Like, yeah, right. People go there. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. They said it's yeah. a big thing that people go to. Oh, horrible. Yeah, but fascinating, really yeah. creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what have I been reading? I haven't been reading a lot. I've been busy, man. Yeah. Um, Lots, oh, it's a busy time of life. A lot of family yeah, shit going on, but, um, yeah. you know, running this Kickstarter. Um, finishes, well, you know, by the time you're listening to this, it's done. What are you doing? So it's an automatic video call-out? No, 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 okay. Again, when you're listening to this podcast, my next piece of business will have been started, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going to do a, a big giveaway... Right, a viral giveaway to try and get more listeners to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we're going to do, guys, again, this will be in the show notes, right? Um, you go to the viral giveaway, you enter your email address. There's a bunch of prompts that you get more and more points to, right? Mm-hmm. Follow Luke on Facebook or whatever. Well, actually, what it is is follow follow Luke um, follow MovieClub.net on Instagram. Yep. Follow MovieClub.net on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Follow Big Tim on Instagram. Follow Turtle Boy Podcast on Spotify. Yep. All these different things. Share share this thing on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. 
and you get points for it. Yeah. Oh, and, cool. And, and, and the more you share it, the more points you get. At the end of the month, we draw a winner out of the hat who's going to win $100 worth of digital Ninja Turtles comics. Awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, so look, there'll, there'll, there'll be a link in the show notes. Spend some time there. But I'm going to be pushing that for the next month leading up to Christmas because yep. it'll be really awesome for, you know, one, for us to get more listeners who are into Ninja Turtles. Two, for one lucky person to have a bunch of digital Ninja Turtles stuff to read over the Christmas break. Awesome. Or Hanukkah break or whatever. Your yep. religion is. I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, I care. I, I, sorry, I, I just meant. I just meant. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Someone's going to get a hundred bucks of comics. There we go. Hopefully, that makes a good Christmas or, or good, Hanukkah. A good or... holiday season. Yeah. I say Christmas because that's what I believe in. Yeah. That's what. Not. Only, I, I don't even believe in it. Why do I say anyway? Well, traditional. You say traditional. you say shit. Yeah, you just say things that you've been saying for years. The thing is, I I, I had a word. so a hundred bucks worth of comics. Get in on it. Spread the word. Do it. The more you share it, and, and actually Aaron Thorne, long-time listener, he's a... Hey, Aaron. He's a testament to how this works. There was one giveaway I did for my comics a couple of years ago now, yeah. and he went to town, sharing it all the time on you know Facebook, on, oh, on Twitter, and that. And he, you know, the, the algorithms in the fucking... Um, in the King Sumo website that I use, yep. picked him because he was the most active, you know, so it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> cool. Yeah, so that's, and, and it's open to anyone around the world because Comixology. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's through the app, it's digital. Mm-hmm. I don't have to post anything anywhere. Cool. Yeah. Do it. Okay, now you were saying something, I cut you off, didn't I? No. No. Okay, well, look, I think we'll wrap that up for the first half here. We'll take a quick break. Uh, you get some sponsors. I'm not sure who they are this week after putting after putting Luke on the spot last week. <laughs> um, th- yeah, th- you'll have some sponsors and we'll come back and get into... Teenage Music Ninja Turtles, issue number nine. All right. This is a Turtle Boy podcast. Hello, friends. I'm musician, singer, songwriter, and music nerd Charlie John. I host a music-based podcast called Mad Sound Radio, where I interview friends of mine who are singers, songwriters, music producers, and many more in the music industry about their craft and how they honed it. New interview episodes are available wherever you get podcasts every Wednesday morning, and video of each episode is uploaded on our YouTube page at the very same time. In high quality. We also host a writer's roundtable live once a month on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch pages where myself and three or four others will play our original music and then chat for a while afterwards. Check out our Facebook page to learn more about when we go live and check out madsoundradio.com to join our newsletter. Once again, that's madsoundradio.com. Thanks so much. When stories come to life and threaten to fracture reality beyond repair, only an English professor and a research librarian have the knowledge and smarts to save us all. Join artist Pablo Martinena, letterer and designer Brant Fowler, editor Hassan Otsman Elhow, and writer Will Allred on Crossover Division number one, now on Kickstarter. Become an agent by going to crossoverdivision.com slash KS. This is a Turtle Boy podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Turtle Boy Podcast. I hope those ads were stimulating and persuasive. They were to me, Tim. <laughs> so you're going to rush out and buy said product or service? I will. 
Nice, nice. Oh, God. Okay, let's get into Ninja Turtles number nine. Well, first, let's get into... The second half is brought to us by Adnams. Okay, that's already a bad sign. (laughs) When the name is Adnams. Right. Southwold. Not even world. Oh, shit, I thought I said world. We're fucked. Adnams, Southwold, Ghost Ship, Citrus Pale Ale. 4.5 alcohol. That's pretty high. 4.5% alcohol. Yeah. So 4.5% alcohol in 440 mils means there's 100 mils of alcohol. I, no. Jesus. Nah. Some map, some person, <laughs> some, some maps person is like, you fucking idiot. No, because that's 10%. 10%. So that means 44, close to 44 mils is alcohol. So 10% roughly. Right. Of alcohol. this liquid is alcohol. Of this liquid is alcohol. Well, let's the shake rest, it up then. The rest is sugar and... Um, mm. Water. Sugar and regrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hauntingly good beer. It's supposed to be, so let's give this a go. This will decide whether or not Luke gives me a beaten after the podcast or not. Cheers, sir. Cheers, brother. Ghost ship, hauntingly good beer. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'll drink it's it. It's frothy. I'll drink it, but... Yeah. Um, I am actually going to be a wanker. And you're going to put it in a glass. Just to check the colour. All right, no. Just to check the, uh, the little bits and bobs. Yep, okay, would you, cool, would you cool. Like a, you no, okay? look, I'll, I'm from Queanbeyan. I'll be straight out of the can, mate. Okay. Out, look, you bloody... Look you poured that like a fucking <laughs> maniac. <laughs> I poured that like a maniac. I did. Well, this is supposed to be a citrus beer. It looks pretty golden and um, it's, it's frothy. It's got a hell of a head of what I've just poured on yep. it. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's it, it's a little bit. It's not like a, it's not like a full on bitter beer, <clears throat> but it's a little bit more bitter than I like. Yeah, I get the bitterness. Ah, uh, here we go. Citra hops. Right. So it's a hoppy one. So I was looking at the wrong side of the can. Oh, well. what's hops mean? Uh, I don't know. It, it's... I'll tell you what hops means. Inspired by the tales, <laughs> of, inspired by the tales of old smuggling ships along the S- Suffolk, 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 yeah. <sighs> along the Suffolk coast, this hauntingly good pale ale is full of citrus and biscuit aromas Ooh. with a spookily hoppy bite. Well, it's definitely a hoppy bite. There's a hoppy bite. I don't understand what the spookiness is. I, I think it's just because it's got a ship on the pirate ship on right. it. Right. Okay. You know. Well, it'll get you drunk. Look, I'll I'll drink it, but I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan. Okay. Lucky Buddha, you're my boy still, man. Uh-huh. It's funny, like coming to Canberra, especially since um, my return after going back to SA for a bit. Um, the hipsters took over. Yep. And we got we got craft beers, like good craft beers. And I used to drink a lot of them. And I think that's where my extra gut came from. Yeah, because yeah. they are, you know, I heard it the other day, bread water. You know, like, because it's just chock-a-block filled with, well, hops. Yeah. And whatever the hell else it is. And if you have if you have a pint of that, you're done. Yep. And um, I get the hoppiness from this, the bitterness from this. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, and to be completely honest, I'm not much of a beer drinker. Um, apart from Lucky Buddha, uh-huh. you know, I really like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a rum guy myself. Oh, that yeah. if, if we're going out for a night, if we're going out for a night on a piss and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, the intention is to get shit-faced. Then we're I'm, over 40, so a couple of hours. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two. Yeah, yeah that's right. Know. That's right. 20 minutes on the piss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I really, I really quite like rum. I like. Yeah. Um, I've got Captain Morgan's up there, Ooh. and um, my first Captain Morgan's experience was when I was in the um, Caribbean. Okay, and I went to the original distillery, and that's where I got my very first bottle. Um, nice, yeah, spiced rum. Then I got another one, which was a black rum. Okay, and it was sort of bitter and sour, mm. and they're hard to have. But um, yeah, golden rum, spiced rum. Whew. Yeah. Lordy. You know what? Like, because I mean, I, again, I'm a Queensland boy, so I go to mm. Bundaberg Rum. Yeah. Uh, most accessible, cheapest. Okay. Very nice. But then there's Kraken. Yes. That stuff will put you on your ass if you have too much. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's like the one I was talking about, the black rum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah. Uh, and you can't mix it with anything, really. I mean, Jesus. No, you just take yeah. it in shots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's let's get into this comic book before we pass out of it with uh, alcohol poisoning. So um, I, I loved seeing this cover again. Yep, because this was um, surprisingly in my um, special you know graphic novel. Yeah, right. Which was weird because it doesn't follow the story to date at all. That's right. Mm. That is correct. It's, I, it's almost a one-off. It. I don't know if they said it or not, but it felt like a prequel. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, good, good, good. So, I, did you did you do the re, did you do the requisite reading of the letter page? Not this time. <laughs> no. At this point, um, uh, Eastman and Larrard were like looking forward to just planning a reprint of issues one, two, three, and four right. in a collected edition, colorized. Right. And so they wanted to do that, but they also wanted to release the reins on the on the normal run because of their licensing deals <clears throat> and the business side. So we're nine issues in now right. and they're finding themselves like, oh God, we need people to start helping out. <clears throat> so this front cover is Eastman and Larrett, Yep. But then for the pencils of the um, the actual issue, it's um, a guy called, I think it's Mike Dooley? Uh, Michael Dooney. Michael Dooney. Yep. So, story by Eastman and Larrard, yep. pencils by Michael Dooney, oh. but then Eastman, and Larrard and Dooney get in there and do the inking. Do the greys and what. Yeah. yeah. So, that's why it looks a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. And as for you saying it's a prequel, this is the first time I realised. Pre-Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did right. you see that as well? I, uh, that's probably where I picked up the idea that it's obviously a prequel, yeah. Because I never did. I never did. So, this was in... It, I just thought it was a one-off within yeah. Adventures, a side quill... But um, it was crazy. Looking at this again, though, it's obvious that the that the art is a bit different yeah. as well. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. But I, I did also notice that it was um, illustrated by Michael Dooney. Yeah, okay. Um, but I didn't go on to see that the inks were done by all three of them. Mm. Um, because I think the layouts were done by Kevin. And, and that's why, again, we get a very cinematic yep. beginning. So... Yep. So let's go back to the cover. Yep. The copy that I've got, the copy you've got is this beautiful gatefold, mm-hmm. um, you know, double-sided front and back cover. Yep. Right? You've got some Japanese guy, you've got Splinter, and then you've got the four turtles. The cover wearing I have... Wearing bandanas. Wearing, yeah, complete uh, bandanas over their head instead mm. of just the eye masks. And their weapons are different. Yep. Yep. The, the cover I've got is just the first half with Splinter and the Japanese guy and two turtles. Oh, that sucks. I didn't realise that it was a stretch around yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So I liked the cover already. Yeah, yeah. I liked it, even though I got only got half of it. But now I'm looking at the the whole wraparound cover. Mm. I dig it, man. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. It it reminds me of um, the awesome shot of them getting onto the transmat. Yeah. And yep. um, and that that was replicated for the video game. Yeah. And again, you have the you have the action on the right hand side, yep. and the effects spilling out into the foreground onto the side as well. Yep. And again, I didn't really notice our little ninjas. You're the first shitting time. me. And <laughs> I, I didn't notice them until <laughs> you just pointed them out, and now yeah, they're yeah. clear as day. Yeah. Like like real ninjas. <laughs> huh? It's too late. If they see. were real ninjas, I'd be dead. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Great cover. Okay, the, the, my my love of this cover has just gone higher. That's no, great because I I didn't even. Yeah, fantastic. Great yeah. work. Great work, lads. Mm, well done. And, um, I know that's probably 30 years too late, but... Uh, <laughs> well, know. I just found out it was a prequel, and you can really get to see it even in their armbands yeah. and the designs. Very subtle, like they're almost still training. Yeah. Because they've got Bokken, yep. and, and their weapons are wood-based. Yeah. I mean, even Leonardo's got a wooden sword. Yep. And so they're, yeah, pre. Because I always thought when we saw them for the very first time going up against the Purple Dragons gang, yep. that was their first time above ground. Yeah, right. Because it was in the movie. Like in the movie, yep. the first time they, they kicked the, the foot's ass, that was their first you know, mission. Yep. Whereas now learning that this is their first mission, again, a bit like our multiple Spider-Men and, and Jokers or whatever, takes the shine off a bit. Yeah. 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 But again, it's odd to have a prequel... Uh, within a graphic novel collection. Yeah. Because it just threw me off. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true. Okay, so you've got a nice big pin-up here that, that I don't have in my copy either. I think this guy is, I think he's Gizmo. Okay. And I think he's a Michael Dooney character. Right. Yeah, so I think that's why he's there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. MD. Yep. Yeah. So, what's this? Is there anything else about the, the open, opening letter? Oh, just explaining um, the background to this and who was involved yep. and um, and all that type of thing. But yeah, this is this is really when the business side is affecting Eastman Larrard. Not negatively. Yeah. It's just that their their attention is somewhere else. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was interesting that you said to me before this, Yosaki Ujimbo yep. started the same year the Turtles did. Yep. The fellow did every single issue. Yep. And these guys they yeah, I mean, to say to sell out, I mean, that sounds bad, but they sold out really quickly, and then they became businessmen pretty well, quickly as well. like as you said, Luke, they didn't sell out, they bought, bought in. Bought in. They definitely <laughs> did. And without them doing that, there's no way it would be the fucking household name that it is now. No. No, no, no. Like, um, no. I mean, like we spoke about last week, even Invincible, you know? Yeah. One, like, 145 issues, done. Yeah. You're sucking you, Jimbo. My God, how many, 30, 40 years? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 I should do some research, but I don't know how many issues that comes to. No. I know there's collections. There's like twenty something volumes of collections, and he's still going. That's know? manga, isn't it? Like that is just, just yeah. yeah. The, the volume. Has there ever been a Yosagi or Jimbo cartoon or movie or? No, nah, he's he's popped up a lot on the various Ninja Turtles cartoons. Yeah, right. Because yeah, he made friends with these guys. Mm. Um. Yeah, but I think we discussed a few weeks ago that yep. Netflix has picked up Usagi Yojimbo for an animated series. Really? We didn't talk about that. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yes, we did. Jesus. That's the beauty of drinking beers while we, <laughs> oh you listen to the podcasts again later and you're like, wow, I don't this, remember that. <laughs> I do. I do listen to our podcasts. 
Uh, oh, good on him. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, these guys shone very brightly off the bat. Yeah. Usagi just kept on kicking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He had his story to tell and he just kept going. Which is funny. The hare and the tortoise. Uh, that's a cheers. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Spooky uh, beer. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the story. Awesome. So yeah, we kick off um, like Turtles in Time. We're yep. back in... Feudal Japan. Yeah. And uh, they're samurai chasing our young lad. Yep. And um, it's as chaotic as you expect. But again, yeah, that's what grabbed me. Just, just I thought it was a Kevin and Laird, yep. um, but they were just trying a new style. But yeah, right. obviously not. No, damn, you know, new penciler. But the, but the layouts are the same and the yep. action is the same. Yeah. Yeah, glorious. Yeah, yeah, for <clears> sure. <throat> then the next page we get to uh, a dude waking up from uh, from what is obviously the dream, the page before. Mm-hmm. And again, really, really well-drawn page for a guy just waking up in bed. Yeah. You know? Well, that's... Uh, in uh, my first Gorilla My Dreams comic, mm. I, I drew a short story in it, right? I mean, as you know. Yeah. And I struggled so... The one panel I struggled with so much was basically this panel of my gorilla guy waking up in bed. Oh, really? And I actually had to get uh, another artist I know, Trev Wood. Um, he had to do the layout for me for that panel because I just couldn't couldn't get it right. That's funny, isn't yeah. it? I think it's the everyday stuff. They go, yeah. yeah, it should be easy. Oh, no. I was doing a short film one time when all we had to do was just wake up. Yeah. And, and I was doing it fine, if I <clears throat> could take yeah. it. Yeah. But my... Um, but the director kept on saying cut because my, my co-star, who was you know, sleeping on the other end of the frame, yep. was doing the very cartoony waking yeah. up. Like really acting like, oh, I'm awake. Yeah. It's like no one wakes up yeah. like that, you know? Like you wake up in fright or you slowly become conscious. Or you wake you know? up like, this is how I wake up each morning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's funny because it's true. Yeah, I, I sit up. I sit up in bed and I'm just like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's a bit like me sometimes I wake up and thinking, oh, this is going to be a good day. And then you start thinking about, no, no. I don't know if you saw me post on Instagram. My day is immediately fucked up when I get in the elevator and we don't have yeah. a ground floor. You got a one. You got or a, a one, basement. One yeah. is where you walk on on ground level. Yeah. So I'm on the first floor, but you've got to hit two to go to the first floor. Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous. And I'm just like, yeah. this is so fucking public servant. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a public service building because it doesn't yeah. even have it. Where, where do I get off? Where I, do I get off? I don't know. Where's my car? Where's my car? It's not in the basement. It's not on the first floor. Where's my car? I have to walk through the elevator area, which is in the middle of the building, right? So you have to duck, duck the thing. And on one side, it automatically open. By the other side, you have to pull it. Yeah, right. And because everything looks the same, you never really know what door you're going to get. Yeah. So then you're thinking, is it the door yeah. or do I have to pull it? Yeah. Uh, but no, my point is, this is an everyday occurrence that um, we assume is easy to pull It's easy, but yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I think I've got a scanned copy. Yeah, right. What's your copy look like? My copy looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks fresh. Yeah. I've got some um, pulpy, pulpy looking paper. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so this this kid, I thought was Casey Jones at first. Oh, really? Only because, um, 
He looks like Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the only other male that we've he's seen. He's the only yeah. human being in the whole comic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so this kid wakes up and he's like, uh, that same symbol in the dream. What could it mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe I love the shadows. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe you just drink too much pizza before bed. Exactly. Drink too much pizza. Well, uh, yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. That's no one should be doing that. Then we're out on the street. And I love this because it reminds me of the movie, you know, and yeah. also the cartoon. We start from a, you know, from a bird's eye view, yep. going down to the street level, yep. going beyond that Into to the, the sewers. sewers, and then bang, where were the turtles? Actually, you're right. You can almost hear... Yeah, and then we've got turtles fighting. Yep. But, I mean, here we go. So on the front page, right, on the front cover... Yep. It's Eastman and Larrod's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. right? Then we get down to our, our opening, our credit sequence, Eastman and Larrod's Pre-Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. And so that's why they look a little bit different. Yeah. And I always thought they were just trying to mix it up a bit. Yeah. You know? Give them different, different weapons. But it makes so much more sense now because now they're... They're sort of playing with different weapons. You know what else makes sense? Yep. The new shitty cartoon. Oh, Sorry, I shouldn't say that. The you, new... you said you liked it. That's why I shouldn't say it's shitty. Uh, it's, I'll say look, it's shitty. It's, 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 like I said, it's good in small doses. Oh, if you were watching one episode between other shows you're watching, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you take it in five-minute doses, but don't try and watch three episodes back-to-back. No. It's no. not like the others, man. You won't, you won't survive. Oh, but... God. These weapons are reflective of the weapons that the, the turtles have in the newest cartoon. Yeah, like people are always like, "Why has um, Raphael got the Bokken? The Bokken? Mm. You know, why has Michelangelo got that other chain thing? Whatever it is, they 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 say what it is in a minute. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's it's reflective of what they did with the new cartoon. So yeah. even the new cartoon, as annoying as it can get, mm. they're still. Because that's a prequel cartoon, they're still being true to the comics, man. So, everyone eat your ass. And you can see, <laughs> you can see even, even the, the yeah the kind. Of, what would you call it? Just a full sculpted, yeah, a full yeah cow. Yeah, yeah. They have that in the new cartoon as well. <clears throat> and I think um, even in the movie, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't Raphael have a full? No, maybe not. No. no. But I, I really liked it because at yeah. the time I felt they were just mixing up and trying different yeah. things, but yeah. I didn't realize this is proto. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Michelangelo, stop fooling around. The Manriki Gusari. Gusari. Manriki Susari. But see, the thing is, right, even even with this this, this chain, yep. it's still a precursor to a um, nunchuck. Well, that's what he even says. Can't I just play with the chucks already? He's like, no. <laughs> ah. Doesn't he say that somewhere there? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the next page. Yeah, here it is. But I hate this stupid thing. Can I practice with the chucks? But it's interesting why, I mean, Raph has got a sort of a defensive weapon in the, in the, um, Bokken. Yep. Which, um, I guess the Psy is as well, because the Psy is supposed to capture a sword yep. and break it. Yep. So, yeah. But yes, I love the bandana, the pirate cows, whatever you want to call them. I really like them. In yeah. There. Um, so, yeah, it's just basically Splinter's training them, and then he says, all right, 
I need a nap. <laughs> he says, I've got to go meditate. You guys can go and spend some time doing whatever. And he goes and meditates, right? Yeah. Then out of the... But isn't this interesting? Like, I we, we looked at Kirby last week. To me, this is a little bit Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, we're getting into the astral plane now. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, this popped up in the movie where the turtles are meditating at the farm. That's right. And they talk to Splinter. And um, and throughout the comic book series, the astral plane gets a lot of seeing to. Okay. And so, and this is the first time we see it. Right. And the way the way it operates is when he meditates, his his body is actually going into the astral plane, almost like a, a galactic sort of yeah. you know being. Yeah. And he can communicate with other people who well, are doing the same thing. I mean, exactly like you said, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you there know, we go. Steve, yeah. was it Steve Ditko? Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. He's, yeah. Did you see? Tangent, the magnoscopic view of a coronavirus. You told me this last week. Did I say that? Okay, yeah. It looks just like, you know, a Ditko universe or a Kirby universe, man. It's crazy. So Ditko, to me, was a little bit more um, sort of specific, a little bit neater, you know, like a little bit more, um, well, yeah, you know, neater. Whereas Kirby was sort of crazier. Yeah. Especially when you've got Kirby doing Galactus stuff. Yeah. And then Ditko doing the Doctor Strange stuff. Yeah. I I think, look, I think it is just the natural progression of the evolution of the art form. In that, fuck, that sounds smart, man. That sounds smart. I'm not smart. But I mean, you know, each artist builds on what came before them. So I mean, you look at came the, after Kirby? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And again, if I'm wrong, guys, I'm happy to be corrected. Um, but like, you look at like someone today, like Adam Kubert, mm. uh, you know, Jim Lee, you know, the big names today with their defined muscles and, you know, I mean, they're, you know, they've, how do you say, you know, stepped on the shoulders of the people who've come before that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you, you do, you see the progression progression of the art form become more detailed, more specific. And look, and I think, you know, with um, Jack Kirby being one of the OGs, mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's just going nuts, drawing what he wants to draw. You know, and people are looking at that and then refining that into their style mm. sort of thing, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my understanding anyway, you know, like, yeah. But I, I love the, I mean, I loved uh, getting the original Spider-Man Dicko comics, like in the big omnibus. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I want to get, I want to get the Doctor Strange one as well. Like, yeah. I love the origins of things. Like, mm. Obviously, we, I mean, comic books now are off the hook yeah. in terms of what they can do, like with Photoshop and all that. But I love whittling it all the way back down just to see the origins of it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there we go. So do you reckon... It's funny, isn't it? Because we've got Splinter just saying, what was that? A presence on the astral plane? So I think it would have been better if he thought he was just meditating and he discovers the astral plane. Yeah, right. Like it's the first time he... Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we take a time out, we do some meditation or whatever, and imagine if someone starts talking to us. We go, what? What's that? And that's a whole... You know, because otherwise, it's like, Splinter, you knew this when you were sitting on this? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are you teaching us to play with wooden weapons when uh, yeah, we, can we could be astral surfing? That's right, we can kill Shredder on the astral plane in his <laughs> sleep. Yeah. Why do you have to, you know, we got cut up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so then we cut to the next day where Splinter's training them again. Mm-hmm. Training the turtles again. But again, training session doesn't seem to go very long. 
<laughs> no, three pound. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he's distracted again by what happened yesterday, and he's like, "All right, lesson's over. You guys get a free day." And and, and he goes to meditate again. Yeah, and even Donatello doesn't even break a bloody sweat. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, exactly, man. <laughs> Him and Mikey are like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I like how, yeah, Donatello, they're really showing Michael is the party guy. Donatello yeah. is into books. Yeah. 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 These days it'd be sweet. I can go and watch some YouTube tutorials. Yeah. But see, so now we've got Splinter... Trying to see the reaching person again. out to whoever it was trying to get him. But wouldn't it be funny if? Well, I think it would be better if he just goes shit. I want to go back to this astral plane. Like I can't wait. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, keep pushing. Dun, dun. Got yeah. him. He gets a noogie on the nose. Yeah. Well, because he starts to doubt it. Mm. He says, "You know, was it all just a hallucination?" Blah blah blah, and then. Uh, Ghost fingers pick his nose for him. But how close can he get? There you go. Yeah, so he has this conversation with this old uh, Gusai Hatsumi. Gusai? Yeah, Gusai. Gusai Hatsumi. Yep. Who is a, a, a Japanese way of the samurai. Mm. And he he's dying. Old age, natural causes. Yep. You know. As, Good way to go. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Better to burn out than fade away, as they said on uh, what movie was that? Kurgan on Highlander. I haven't seen it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. You've never <laughs> seen Highlander. I know. Okay, fuck you. We're watching it. I know. Okay. I've seen number two. Oh, no. There is no number two. <laughs> I'm just fucking up, aren't I? Yeah, there's no number two. I've seen The Godfather 1 and Godfather 3. Right. See? Like, it's weird. My yeah. movie... Yeah, anyway. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, I was reading, watching, reading this again, yep. and it really reminded me of uh, the Wolverine movie. Ah, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. And the whole plot was dying Japanese man... Wanting Wolverine's um, immortality to grant Wolverine the gift of death, yeah, and um, and so that so the man can heal and get younger and all that sort of thing, like as if he's doing Wolverine a favor. And um, with that in mind, I was reading this thinking, "Shit, Splinter's trustworthy." Yeah, you were thinking, "What's he really up to?" What's he really up to? And it took him two panels to say. You know, help my family. Oh, what can I do? Splinter's ready to go. Mm. So the plot, I guess, is um, this fellow's son is a crime lord, but his great-grandson, he wants to be able to get him back onto the track of the um, the uh, the samurai the way. Shem- the Gusai samurai way. Mm. Yeah. And there's a sp- spelling mistake here, too. Is it? And he stand on the knife's edge. Maybe that's uh, racist, um, oh. you know, like putting on an accent these days. Maybe. Maybe. Let's scroll along. Let's just Let's keep scrolling. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff here. Old man saying, you know, I need to possess your body to, um, to go visit my grandson and um, convince him to take on the family line. And 
Yeah, Splinter, Splinter says, just like Brillo pads. Let's do it. We have little time to waste. Something Splinter. What? Well, but hang on. In the astral plane, right? <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> but in the astral plane, I yeah. would say you're not. You see things for what they are. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. You, it's not like being in a human body and having a bitter attitude or a bitter spirit and hiding it behind a happy face. Right. If you're in the spirit plane, in Doctor Strange, Dormammu looks like Dormammu. He's not fooling anyone. No. Right? Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the sort of thing here where it's like, I, you know. So you're soul to soul. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, like on uh, what are those movies, James Wan movies, um, con- not Conjuring, um, Insidious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're evil, straight up. Yes, you know, because <clears throat> they got makeup. <laughs> they got that makeup on their eyes, Darth Maul, and in the fog, they're, they're evil spirits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe. And look, I'm just saying this to uh, justify it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, fair enough. But also, I mean, I think it's just shortcuts and storytelling because when Splinter first meets him. He goes, incredible, I can even see you, sort of, and now I know your name. Yeah. So he's getting a download of who he yeah. is, and so I guess just to keep things ticking over, yeah, true. that means I can. I know you, I know your name, I know I can trust you. And dude, when you're writing, like I'm, I'm currently writing the next issue of Grill in My Dreams, mm. and when you've got a set page count, yeah, you've got to start hacking at the story. Yeah. You know, yeah. like our, our friend <clears throat> Shane Smith. Yep. He Ooh. he publishes these massive tomes, omnibuses, because he wants to explore more and more. Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Whereas when you're condensing it into one issue, like me, mm. you know, you've got to be like, okay, well, I've got a definite story. Mm. I want to explore this, okay, but no, that's going to have to wait. Yeah, you know, I need to get from A to B. I've got 22 pages. Mm. You know what I mean? You've got to take. That's great training, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. just to well, know yeah. when when things are going up, when they're coming down, when you need to resolve them. Yeah, well, that's the, and that was that was my personal decision mm. going into writing comics, especially with these gorilla ones, was that because I know what it's like to not have enough money mm. to want to buy comics, and you buy a comic and you open it, and you're halfway through a story and you finish the issue, and the the story's not resolved, and you can't necessarily afford the next issue. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So, like, although my comics have an overarching story, mm. every issue, I've done my best to have it as a self-contained, um, satisfying experience. That's great. You know what I mean? Um, you, you look, if you can come along for the whole ride, mm. it's going to be, you know, a trip and you're going to see beginning, middle and end. But if you can only pick up one issue, mm. you get that issue, you've got, even in each issue, has got it should have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, that takes you one step further in the overarching story. Yeah, but it, that's but that was a choice that I made. You know, when I was. But does that come from your your favorite comic books though? Like, isn't that what um, Hellboy is all about? Like, one issue would be one adventure. Um, half the time. Yeah. Okay. But then he does. What they still do well, though, is the larger stories mm. um, are like just a four-issue miniseries. Okay. I think the longest miniseries they had was Hellboy in Hell, which was eight issues. Okay. Um, but, yes, a lot of them are. Like like you, you would have saw in my loot today. Yeah. Um, Hellboy, The Seven Wives Club. That's just a done-in-one issue. Mm. And, and that's, that's, that's what I love about Hellboy, um, that 
even when they aren't done in one, it's two issues and it's done. It's yep. four issues and it's done. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's what I love because when you're talking about Hellboy, for example, you can go, oh, the one where he's got the skeleton on his back. Yeah. Yeah. It only happened once. Yeah. You know, but that's how rich that is. Yeah. Whereas if they just milk that, you think, ah, oh, it's lost its effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, the old guy takes possession of Splinter and he's... He's, he's off. He's, he, he says, we've got adventures, adventuring to do. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and he hollers out to his boys, Leo, Raph, Donnie and Mike, get your weapons. <laughs> we have a mission. And again, they're sort of happy to, because we just go straight to, um, you know, the rooftops. The roof yeah. And are we to assume then that they've been doing this for quite some time? Because they don't, there's no... Oh, our first mission. Woohoo. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And and they don't question Splinter. Yeah. There's no difference in personality. They well, know. how are you feeling, they're, Splinter? They're 10 years old. Well, they're, yeah. They're, they're pre-teens. So, you know, they're 12 years old. Mm. And, you know, when we were 12 years old, hey, I wasn't doing what adults were telling me. This is bullshit. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're training under him. They've got their utmost trust in him, I reckon. Mm. You know, one of them says, what's this mission? And that, I guess that could be translated either way. Yeah, what's this, quotes, What's this mission, mission you're taking us yeah. on? Or what's this, yeah. Ask me no more. <laughs> they must be used to Splinter just shutting them down too because he says, what's his mission? He says, ask me no more. Yeah, yeah. Stand back and be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Splinter. Fucking Splinter again. I love this, though. Like, he must concentrate. He's using the astral plane again. Where are we going? Shortly. And he has to point this out. Like, this really Japanese-looking... In the middle of New York. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, remind me so much of The Last Ronin. Yeah. Mm. Which we shall get into. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit of a bit of a sky rise um, apartment building with a helipad, and then we've got a great big what do you call that? The, the traditional, traditional um, uh, feudal era yeah. rooftop. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Looks like it's made out of bamboo and yep, yep. Or faux fu, faux bu. What's bamboo? Oh, I'm just saying fake bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then almost like a uh, callback to the first issue, they get their little. Uh, Clory things. Yeah, and yep. the same type of pose again yep. to show it off. So it was interesting to see that this is a prequel, which obviously influenced the last Ronin, yep. drawing stuff from the very first comic book. Yeah. A very rich experience thus mm. far. That's right, that's right. Mm. So. so they climb up into the fucking building. Yep. Sneaking around in the shadows until they can try and find, uh, what's his name's grandson? Well, his son and his grandson. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so the dad, what's he doing to the son? Um, beating him? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's trying to, the son's all about, I want to go to uni, right? And the dad's like, yeah, 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 ain't got time for no uni. You yeah. got a crime, a crime syndicate that we've got to, uh that you need to take over the family business. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is what this is what granddad was always concerned about though. He and this is why he's got to act now before he dies, mm. before his son is I wouldn't say manipulated, but talked into 
running the criminal empire instead of uh, going back to the old Bushido samurai way. Well, that's it, isn't it? So the son can either take over the family business, i.e. the crime stuff, or the family business of being a samurai. Yeah. So... So the um, the turtles are, bit, are told to check all the exits and doors and yep. things, and, and um, is it Donnie? He yeah. overhears... Um, Don and Raph. 80s yuppies in the toilets. a bit like in Robocop, you yeah. know? Like, once you're in a toilet, you can find out all the good stuff. See, and this is the thing. This is why I talk to no one in the toilets. No, me neither. When my dick's out, <laughs> right? This is my time. Okay. All right. All right. I'll remember that. Because <laughs> I hate it. If I'm, if hey, I'm, Tim. Hey, oh. If I'm at the urinal and someone comes and starts talking work, I'm just like, oh, man, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is the only place where yeah. I thought I'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. Uh, hey, Tim, what are you up to? Well, shit. <laughs> you know, I think it's obvious what I'm up to, champ. Um, yeah, so you got these two yuppies talking about um, assassins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that if they take out both the, both the father and the son, that they might be able to take out the... This is some awkward phrasing. Um, with both Gosei's dead, control of the syndicate, and all those millions in dope and gambling profits, among other things, will be in our hands. <laughs> it's like, among other things, it's just like, you wouldn't you just say, like, with those two dead, man, we're going to be rolling in it. You don't have to um, be like... Well, who do you think is writing this? Peter Laird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what other things? Yeah. <laughs> um, as a comic book writer, are you okay with this sort of dump of plot? Because it's on the nose. The, the stuff the stuff I try and write is more detective noir. Yep. Um, so I try and not... You know, it's all about the heroes figuring it out. Yeah. You know, figuring out what's, what's happening in the behind the scenes punching um, people getting information moving on well yeah and, yeah and putting the puzzle pieces together and I think the, the beauty of my character is that he puts the puzzle together but he puts it together wrong yeah you know what I mean um, I, and I think that's what sort of separates him from other superheroes detectives whatever is that he's not good at his job mm-hmm. um, no matter how hard he tries you know <laughs> but um, I wouldn't look personally no I wouldn't have this scene at all I would probably if I was doing this I would probably have them, uh, you know, maybe witness, again, and this is just off the top of my head, maybe witness these two guys paying the assassins outside or on the roof or something. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, not even, you know, and then the story could still play out. Donatello can still go back to Splinter as he does in this story and say, I saw four cats, you know, four mm. ninjas. Or you have a fight with a ninja and you, you get them to tell you yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a lot better. Like, we've gone off to block the exits. We found a couple of ninjas. We beat the snuffing out of them and they told us we're here to kill so-and-so. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Okay. That would... Yeah, okay. You know, in a way, I almost feel sorry for Kenji and Hattori. Almost, but not quite. Ha ha ha! Oh boy! <laughs> so they, they 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 decide. Look, we got to go tell Splinter that um, that some assassins are coming. Yeah, right. So they run and they tell Splinter, and he says, "We think there are four assassins moving into strike when dinner starts." You think? Yeah. 
Whoa, Splinter! Yeah, Splinter, what's Jesus? Dude, I could have said no. I could have gone home. Yeah, are we getting paid for this? I could have been like, "There's assassins coming. I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to watch Gotham. I'm yeah. done." But I could decide to come back and tell you, grumpy old bastard. Yeah, obviously, I never wanted my... to be a ninja. I didn't. Want, I wanted to repair TVs. That's what I'm good at, right? I'm so, a turtle. You're a rat. Like, so you curb the fucking attitude, right? Because I could be fucking making money as a TV repairman right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm 50 years younger than you with a weapon. This is why. So... This is why we we don't write Ninja Turtle comics. <laughs> Donatello and Splinter cussing each other. This is why out. we should. <laughs> we should create our own oh. like teenage fucking I don't know teenage. Bogan <laughs> boxing bulldogs or something like that. Boxing bulldogs. Oh, okay. So he's having a crisis of confidence because he's feeling a little bit weak. Uh, yeah, because because his actually body is dying, yeah? Mm. yeah. Which doesn't really make sense because Splinter's the one in the body that's dying. Yeah. So shouldn't Splinter feel like he's weak? Well, now this is an interesting thing is that I've... And again, we're analyzing comic probably way more than we need to but i've heard <laughs> i've heard theories of out of body experiences almost like they've still got an umbilical cord to their body what i know about phantom limbs this no, is so, so like a... when your spirit has left your body oh right okay. so your body's there right. but your spirit's on the astral plane i've heard stories of there being some sort of cord yeah. not necessarily umbilical from your no, belly no, button no, no. but some sort of cord tying you to the body so you can find your way back or, or various reasons they've given so you know there might still be a mystical tie between the actual spirit and the correct body right you know what I mean that actually makes sense when you think about how some ghosts are drawn in comic books where they tail off yeah you know yeah, yeah. that could be still a connection to the body yeah because back in the day People used to sleep sitting up. Do you know about this? Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, no. Ah. So, you know, when you looked at an old bed and you go, shit, that bed looks small. I guess people used to be small when they, you know, um, you know, back in the day. Yeah. But the beds were small because they, they pop all these pillows up. So people would sleep um, sitting down in their bed because they were fearful that, you know, when they dream, their dreams were actually visions of their... Um, spirits flying out at night. Right. And so they were scared that if their spirit came back to their body and they thought the body was lying down and it was dead, then the spirit would go to heaven. Stupid spirit. Or hell. But if they came back and went, oh, he's sitting up, he's fine, I'm going to go back. You know? Yeah. So that's how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Idiots. Let's just say there's a lot about the astral plane that me and you don't know as individuals. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but look, I didn't question it. I just figured his body's dying, All so right. he's feeling it. So, so if he, if the, his body dies, Splinter's fucked, and this guy's. Well, I mean, look that that that's that's the thought experiment, isn't it? If his body uh, dies, does does Splinter go into a coma until Splinter's spirit can find it again? Well, yeah, okay. I thought the whole thing was Splinter's in the shit because he's he's going to be inside this dying body. Yeah. So they have to be quick about it. Yep. Otherwise, and that's why I thought, well, this guy's plumb because he's in a, a rat's body. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, look, I, like I said, I think we're thinking a bit too hard Maybe. about something that doesn't matter. Um, anyway, now we get some cool ninja stuff. Yeah, this is, this is a sweet page, man. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah Donnie's bow staff is just lying on the ground mm-hmm. and ninja assassin comes in and sees it and where's Donnie who knows I don't, I don't know. know I don't know I don't know where he is he, Donnie is doing the <laughs> what's his name David Spade <laughs> Missy. Oh, I have seen it. <laughs> I've seen the ad so many times. I think, look, I think it's that movie. I could be mistaken, but oh. he goes to the toilet to escape her. Yeah. And then when she goes in looking for him, he's actually... Oh, <laughs> actually, it's probably the wrong movie. I don't know. No, but, no, it's probably that one. Yeah, okay. Um, but then, yeah, Donnie drops down silently by the looks of things. Mm-hmm. Ninja turns. Donnie swipes his bow staff, slips around behind him. Kablamo. Awesome. And again, this is the sort of stuff that made me really think it was Kevin and, and yeah. Peter because yep. everything about the movements and yep. even even like, the, I mean, the hands yeah. and everything looks just like them. But yep. yeah, so I mean, they're obviously really influencing the layouts, yeah. the actions, and the panels and everything. But yep. they just didn't get around to doing the panels. Um, and I love how the page is silent. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, even even you could have stuck a crack in there when. Yeah, um, but no, boom. Because that's it, they're stealthy. Yeah. I actually really enjoy stealthy video games yeah. where you need to be quiet and sneak up on people because um, it's kind of cool and you're avoiding so much humdrum, yeah. you know? Like um, Batman and also Uncharted. Yeah, right. And even Spider-Man where you can whip around and be quiet about it. Yeah. yeah. My brother used to play a game called Man <laughs> Manhunt, I think it was. Yeah, right. And it was a <clears throat> gruesome game. And you'd, you, that's what you'd do. You'd sneak up to people and you'd put a plastic bag over their head and cut Ooh. their heads off and stuff like that. But Jesus! But he, he, you used to have the headset on. Yeah. You know, and noise would make the characters hear. Ah. So we used to come and, Nathan, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you son of a... <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But it, it's crazy. It's um, you, you do. You get so involved in the video game. Even, I forgot to tell you, with Silent Hill... Um, the the control would beat with your heart, you know, and it would just be just chilling. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool? Um, and this second ninja, we, we we cut to somewhere else, and there's another ninja, but this guy's got a Uzi. Mm-hmm. Because old ninjas have Uzis. Yeah, I don't know, man, but uh, I think that's cheating. Yeah. And um, then the uh, the the I can't remember what it's called, the Gurukai. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the not the nunchuck. Yeah, the non the nun, nun nunchucks. Yes. Um, grabs the ninja around the head and pulls him into the uh, fountain. Yeah. Do you think that kills? Nah, look, his face is. Oh, he goes okay. splosh, and you can see his face just poking out of the water there, yeah. so he didn't drown. Yeah, but, but that it, is a. Awesome picture of Mikey climbing out of that. It's uh, badass. I love it so much, man. It's great. It's probably my favorite panel of the whole comic. That's cool. Because he's not messing around. And again... It's a side of Mikey we don't see. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't go woohoo or anything. Yeah. Like, this is him being a ninja. Yep. And we cut to a third ninja who's got bloody daggers. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a gun. And Raph comes in with the... What are they called again? Bokken. Bokken. They have a tussle. See, another silent one, though. Mm. Another silent page, which I friggin' love. Yeah. And again, the, we've we've seen some of these actions before, especially on the Tyrannosaurus Rex world. Tyrannos- Triceraton. There you go. <clears throat> and uh, But yeah, instead of a sigh, he's got a bokken. Yep. He's still still pretty much using them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting how they're um, 
repeating things that we know. Yeah. Yeah, so they've they've taken out a good chunk of the ninja assassin. Mm -hmm. And then Splinter's there and he's saying, look, I've got to figure out how to, you know, talk to my grandson without spooking him. Yeah. Get him alone. I think we're alone now. (laughs) Doesn't seem to be any ninjas around. (laughs) Um, And so Dad and Junior are having a conversation when another ninja comes out with AK-47. When you absolutely, positively got to kill every motherfucker in the room, except no substitutes. And he does. And he opens fire. And then Dad jumps up and actually shields the son. Yeah, which is nice. Um, the look of anguish on Splinter is is awesome. That's not uh, that's not an Eastman and Laird drawing. No, you know I think that's one hundred percent our mate Michael. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's actually getting a bit of emotion in there. Yeah, bit of, bit of motion, Fitzy. Little bit of motion, Fitzy. Oh, Daisy, you know a bit about motion, don't you? <laughs> Chicks in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then one of the turtles, I'm going to say Raph, but I don't know. He's like, I'll take care of this boss. Mm-hmm. And this ninja's just spraying bullets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's just throwing the whole ninja code out, isn't he? It's funny, isn't it? It's like, well, we tried all the all the old stuff. Let's try this. And um, and God damn it, I think it's Leo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, he does well with... Because actually that was the thing, what we missed earlier was he said, Splinter said to the other turtles, Mike, Donnie, Raph, oh, you right. go deal with the ninjas. I'm going to stay here with Leo. Yep, you're on reserve. Yep. Yep. And he does well against the machine gun. Yep. And, um, and this shot of the, of the shuriken. The shuriken, yep. Boom. That's <sighs> so cool. I know, man. And the blood. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of it, but it's just enough to be like, oh, he gone, he gone, yeah, he dead. You know, because like, you can see the headshot, you can assume the other one went to his throat. Yeah. And the other one got him on the on the arm, yeah. which isn't too bad, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, sweet. Um, then everyone else turns up. The other turtles turn up. Father, speak to me, you can't be dead, take me! <laughs> I'm, I'm old! Oh, I'm young, yeah, I don't know. I like this. I hate what you did, but I loved you. Yeah. That's quite nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that sentiment. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, growing up in church, yeah. we, we used those phrases, phrases far too much to pretend that we loved gay people. Oh, shit. Jesus loves the sinner, but not the sin. Right? Right. That's what we would say, but really you'd mean fuck those guys. Yeah. Okay. Which... I'm very happy to have walked away from those many years ago. So and look, and, and I know that's just seeing it through my prism of you know being indoctrinated with religion when I was younger. So um, mm. I yeah I, I know I know that's a, a me thing, not a them thing. <laughs> but what you do is what defines you. Batman Begins. Yeah, I got problems. With Batman Begins. I've got a lot of problems. With what Batman what you do is what defines you. Well, I don't have to save you. Yeah, yeah. I won't I'm not kill, you, kill you, but I don't have to save, save you. you. No. Uh, no, you fuck. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have to because you're a hero. That's right. You silly bitch. That's right, you bitch. Yeah. Because Joker wouldn't be a problem if you had that attitude. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if you just let <clears throat> Joker explode in his warehouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so people who do horrible things, they're not great people. Yeah, and look, and I get it. And I get it. And but, and you can, you can still genuinely lo- love someone. Mm. if they're not a good person. 
Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not about. Well, it's not about. Fuck, I don't know. It's 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 complicated. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like Facebook. Yeah, it's complicated. You're either you're not necessarily in a relationship. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on Facebook anymore. Do they still even have that where you're like single or? It's complicated. Tim. It's complicated. Yeah. Um, anyway, this guy's torn. Yeah, he is. If anything, he's seen a person just get murdered in front of him. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. He's not dealing with it well. He's not. No. People in Quimby are harder. Yeah, yeah. We just, yeah. Oh, it's a Friday, is it? When my dad was killed in front of me, I was just like, oh, well, that means, <laughs> that means I don't have to run the criminal empire anymore. I can go to uni. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> can do something in my life. Yeah. I love this, though. So the dude's just seen his dad die. Yep. He freaks out and says, my God, what are you? When he's looking at a rat and four turtles. Be calm, sorry. <laughs> Open your mind and reject panic. What do you mean reject panic? Ninjas just came in with machine guns. Your Ninjas rat. are dangerous. Ninjas are dangerous. Machine guns are dangerous. You put them together, that's two times dangerous. And then <laughs> you're a, you're a rat. Talking and rat. then there's fucking... Turtles are dangerous, they bite, but now these ones have got weapons, that's double dangerous again. But it reminds me of like Terminator 3. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. So, well, you know. And, if- I've, and you, I've seen what happens when you tell angry people to calm down. Yeah. They never calm down. No. <laughs> no. And, then, and to be honest, if you're ever going to freak out, this is probably a good time to freak yeah, out. Yeah. You know? Just accept your feelings. Yeah. Acknowledge them. Let them wash over you. Be silent. You do your father honour with your whimpering. No honour. You do your father no, no honour with your whimpering. That's, that's harsh. That's yeah. harsh, Grandad, even if, even if you are in the form of a rat. That's harsh. Yeah, and again, the turtles just go, oh, okay. Right. He's just another um, body, I guess, we've got to dispose of. <laughs> yeah, 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 and Splinter's is being a dick again. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, well, you know, it's the story of our lives. Splinter's being a dick. We're disposing of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. At what point do you reckon the turtles start questioning all of this? Like, hang on a second. What's this rat training us for? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one thing, is they, they don't seem to question it at all in this until he reveals it later. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, No, but even the ultimate goal of this was to train them to kill Shredder. Actually, yeah. That was it. And this, they're like, oh, all right, disposing bodies, getting yelled at. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right, this is all training us to kill Shredder. Yeah. Yeah, right. And what should we do now? Bar every door? No interruptions? So now Splinter, or whatever his name is, old guy, Conchay or whatever, Conchay. explains everything, says, listen, I'm going to have to, you know, download my experience and yeah. the spirits of your ancestors. Yep. Um, a bit like The Return of Skywalker, which you haven't seen. Which I didn't get that far into. So at the end... I tried to watch it again this week. Oh, shit. Man. Again, I got as far as the dancing squid people. Love them. Love the dancing squid people. Why don't you start at the squid people and then keep on going? No, nah, because then I'd only watch it for one minute. <laughs> I'd get to Lando Calrissian and be like, uh, all right, I'm out. Do you want me to ruin yeah, it? Yeah, spoil it. Okay. I don't care. At the very end, right? <laughs> Mandalorian is my Star Wars. Oh, my God. We'll get... Oh, I forgot to tell you that that's what I've been also right, watching. N- next week, we'll, we'll have a download yeah, yeah. session of that. Um, at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Um, yeah. The, the Emperor is saying, strike me down. And we finally understand why he was saying that to Luke right. all these years ago. Like, 
he wanted Luke really to kill him because the whole point was if you kill the Emperor, he and the spirits of the Sith before him will inhabit your body, right? Right. And so, and then that puts a new spin on everything because the reason why he wanted to train, um, what's his name? Darth Vader up yep. to be his, you know, to be his, um, Padawan or, or Sith disciple yep. was again to a state that he could inhabit his body, right? So he could have everlasting life. Yep, yep. Uh, him and all the Sith inside the body of the Chosen One. So then when Darth Vader got well munted, uh, he went, ah, oh, damn it, Vades, you're, you're done fucked up. Um, all right, I'm going to go for your kid. And right. so bring your kid in front of me. I'm going to goad him into killing me. And so, if Luke killed the Emperor, he'd jump into his body, and he'd be he'd be awesome. He'd be like this yeah, young, yep. you know, uh, very talented with the Force body. Anyway, so we get down to um, the ending of Rise of Skywalker, and so she got the choice of killing the Emperor and becoming the Sith. Yep. But suddenly, she gets all these um, you know Jedi telling her, "We're with you now." Like, we're with you, and together we're going to kill the Sith. So you've got all the Jedi going against all the Sith through the representation of Rey and Palpatine. Yeah, right. So that whole line of lineage and, and um, past and legacy all feeds into it. So that's what's happening here. So, 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 but hang on. And then what's Darth Emo got to do with it? Oh, nothing. He was basically used as a pawn to get Rey in front of him. A bit like how Palpatine used Darth Vader to get Luke in front of him. Yeah. Yep. yep. Cool, yeah. cool. Now it's, it's, it's the same shit 30 years later. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, this dude, dude explains to his grandson, like, you know, I tried to meet you on the astral plane within your dreams... Uh, you weren't receptive to my message, and so I tried to give you this um, symbol, which I'm going to show you now, almost like a believe me, yep. and, it, and it works. So then he starts to give him, you know, or well, he, he says you've got a choice. Yep. To hold up and carry on on the ghosty tradition, yep. or follow your father's path into oblivion. Yeah. Now, this was, look... A lot of explanation, mm-hmm. but I didn't mind it. I know we brought up previously where we we're like, "Oh God, shut up, you stupid robot!" Um, mm. But I didn't, mi- I didn't mind it so much this time. I don't mind it when it's coming to the climax, yeah, because that's the like explain everything, like what's going on. You learn it all that you know towards the yeah. end, and so that's like the beginning of the third act. Yeah, like you finally yep. establish what's going on, what your goal is. And then now we just have to achieve it. Yep. You know? Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and so then we, we, we quickly cut to some of the turtles who are still barring up the doors, mm-hmm. um, stopping any intrusions, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And um, then he says, you know, all right, I'm ready. My brain's opening up. Yeah. You can, you can, you can giggle to the, uh, to the homoerotic yep. undertones. Yep. <laughs> But we won't, because we're better than that. We're not, because we're grown-ass men. <laughs> what do you think, Cheryl? <laughs> <laughs> you guys! <laughs> and then, um, 
And then we get the image that we had from the from the front cover. From the front cover of Splinter, with his hands on this guy's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what would you call it? Um, well, crowning him. Yeah, giving like... Giving him a uh, crown. Channeling well, the, the family power. Yeah, the legacy yep. yeah, behind him. Uh, he never really... He never really said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which sort of sucks. He said it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's not a yes. That's not a yes, Blinner. Anyway, so he does a download <laughs> of um, of the family legacy yep. into, his, into his brain. And, um, and just in the nick of time. Yes. Because uh, Gonshi mm-hmm. is basically passes away, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. They swap spirits just in time for him to... To sod off. Yeah. Which, which is, yeah... Which is nice. Which is nice. But sad. Hmm. So yeah, Splinter's back. This fellow's got been downloaded like in the Matrix. Now he knows Kung Fu. Yeah. And um, an inch drops. A bit like Batman. Yeah, yeah. Donatello was wrong. See, it's funny. Even, <laughs> even when Splinter's back in his own body, he's still bitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it four? Was it five? You son of a bitch. Yeah. Fucking Donatello. He's the smart one, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um... There was a fifth assassin. Right. You just reminded me, like, I had a meeting today, this week. <laughs> okay. And, um, and we're just having a meeting. And um, this, this person said, all right, so it was a contact, you know, James, of, the, of, the, of the, you know, this other meeting that me and my supervisor had. And, um, and then somebody else says, oh, no, no, it was, it was Frank. And she said, oh, okay, well, um, Luke told me it would have been James. And I said, they're going, well... It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's Frank. You got Frank now. But she yeah. immediately said, "Oh, my mistake is because of Luke's information." Yeah. I was like, "Really?" We got. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Okay, so this fifth ninja jumps down, right? With with a sword. With a sword. We've just seen two with machine, machine guns, guns. Yep. getting progressively bigger, and now the last guy, the last ace in the, up their sleeve, is a guy with a sword. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Um. And he's already got a broken ankle from jumping out of the skylight. <laughs> and the the, the young guy's like, we're defenseless. Your students are guarding the doors. We're defenseless. And Splinter's like, see, now this is this is where I have a problem. Right. We've discussed in the past the difference between American comics mm-hmm. and Japanese comics or comics from other cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Where... American comics, primarily, you're magically given your powers. Yes. Okay? You, you become a teenager and you develop mutant powers. Mm-hmm. You're a World War Two character and you get injected. Yep. You get powers. You're Superman, a guy. You're, you're just born with them. You're a guy. You find a stick and you hit the stick and you turn into Thor. Yep. Yeah. And whereas in a lot of the, the Japanese anime and manga... They need to work yep. to earn their power. I gave a lecture on this. Yep. Not this time. No. This character just had it all fucking matrixed into his head. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, Totally downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he deals with this ninja lickety split. And he's even saying, wow, how do I know how to do this? And I was just like, you know, it'd be, uh, it would be a better... Yeah. You found it disappointing, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> with, with, with that in mind, yeah. you know, you know what would have been better. You know, um, Splinter training him with his turtles. Well, no, you know what would have been better. My grandfather was a samurai. Mm. He trained my dad in martial arts. Mm. I've been trained as martial arts. I'm going to be running a criminal empire, so I'm going to need to know how to fight. Right. You mm. know, how about, hey, you son of a bitch, 
Mm. You surprised me last time when you got my dad, but yeah. I'm ready this time because of my 25 years of training. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I've got the way of the, the philosophy of the samurai. That's right. Okay. You yeah. know, so so so, okay. so I won't necessarily kill you. I'll just break your wrist, and mm. you know what I mean. That I'll use wisdom with my. Yeah, with yeah. my. It's not about brute force. It's about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I get that. That's good. That's what I would have preferred, but, but because I've been thinking about that a lot with the comics that I read. Mm. Heroes and villains, yeah, they're all. It's all handed to them. Yep. The, clo- the closest American comic I can think of that isn't just powers handed to them is Doctor Strange. But that was even a montage. We have a montage sequence. Of yeah, but I mean, the, 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 which is fair enough. But you got to take into account, you know, a year of studying. Yeah, yeah. You know, a year in one of, panel. But yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, you know what I mean. I know, I know. I know. Um, but he, he worked for it, you it, know. Yeah, you know, all of these characters have to be accessible to an audience. Yeah, and the audience is fourteen-year-old boys. Yeah, who are lying around their bedrooms, whacking off. Yeah, and reading comic books. And so if it's like oh, a whole series of guy who works out, dedicates his life of you know, getting rid of criminals, and then he might pop on the suit at the end. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. The ring. The ring chose Hal Jordan. Yeah. He didn't have to do anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Like, um, it's almost like the easiest way. Even the journey of the hero, they get selected to be a hero. Yeah. You know, like the old wise man says, right, this is you. You're the chosen one. Yep. We chose you. You didn't have, you did fuck all. Yeah. But it's interesting how that, you know, I mean, obviously there are so many stories out there, but these are the ones that have stuck. Because it's our internal laziness yeah, yeah. and arrogance. Um, yeah, and like we like we said, right now, he, now he's got the skills, but he's also got the wisdom of the bushido, right? Mm-hmm. Scroll down, gets him in a chokehold, snaps his neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I was a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. I just killed. A highly trained assassin. It's not, it's not, I can't believe I just killed. Yeah. I can't believe I just killed a highly trained assassin. Because I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. But, and it's like, I didn't even do it myself. Well, no, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you straight up murdered someone. No, let me tell you, it was the spirits of your ancestors, your warriors and the samurai, but that shit won't hold up in court. No, yeah, yeah. All right? I love <laughs> this though. They helped you to fight that killer, but you will find... You have other ancestors, poets, artists, lovers. Ooga. <laughs> so it's like, he's going to have a rampant sex life. He's going to go, and it's like, I didn't even do it so myself. I didn't even do it myself. Yeah. So good <laughs> on you, buddy. You're going to have a disassociated experience for the rest of your life in terms of murdering and fucking. <laughs> I killed that vagina. <laughs> Thanks. It's like I didn't even do it myself. Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, great auntie something. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, so that's it. He didn't have to he didn't have to lift a finger. Uh, He's gonna download into his brain. He's ready to be a poet, be an artist, be a lover, be a killer. He's he's all set. Yeah. And he shakes Splinter's hands and they fucking go on their way. Yeah, and Splinter says, Well, what you do now, it's your choice. May you choose well. He says you should tell me that five minutes ago before I snap that guy's neck. Yeah. Yeah, and did the turtles get rid of the body, or they just left it? They just left it. They just left it. They just left it. They said, "We we got rid of your dad. Yeah, you got to deal with this one." Yeah, yeah. So your uh, your ancestors were 
We're poets, artists, lovers, diggers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Grab a spade, garbage men. Yeah. Um, oh. And and this is where we get the explanation. We got Leo saying, "And all that time, we just thought you were being kind of well obsessive." Mm. I wonder what other shit he's been obsessive about that much that they've thought about. Um, obsessive. That's a weird term. I mean, we just thought you were being a prick. Yeah, it, but it's like, look, yeah, there was that other time you got so obsessed about us getting light milk instead of milk. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. exactly what this that situation was. Remember you talking to Donnie like that again? Yeah. <laughs> Remember you talking about Donnie like that when he brought home fucking high-low milk instead of light milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're ready to crack, aren't they, yeah. always? They're like, yeah, yeah. I love this. And you were also being secretive. We would never have guessed. I exchanged bodies with another? <laughs> no, you, you'd never known. It's like, <laughs> I trick you. Uh, um, yeah, so the wrap-up's not great, but uh, they decide to go home. Yeah. And Michelangelo's doing head spins on the edge of the building. Good yep. on you, Mikey. And again, you know, because it's a prequel, that irks me because I would have liked to have seen them as, again, you know, how I've been saying all, all along, like... Physically, they've grown. Yeah, you know, they grow. Yeah, but also they become more um, inter- uh, independent, and their personalities grow as well. So, Mikey becomes more of a clown. Yeah, Raph becomes more angry. Yeah, you know, Leo's leadership skills develop. Well, and Whereas again, here, they're fully formed. But again, going back to that cartoon that we're not big fans mm. of. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Like in that cartoon, Leo is not the leader. Mm. Leo's a, a, a prankster. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That their characters aren't what we know them as. Yeah. You know, so that they're obviously going to, well, obviously, I don't know, but the, yeah, you'd think that they're going to try and take them to, like you said, develop them to what we know them as, but mm. but um, I'm not going to watch it. No, I mean, um, <laughs> what, what does Raph do to, to lose the leadership yeah. role? Well, yeah. look, man, if, if it was done in a different style, I'd be very interested in learning that story. Yeah. I'd be very interested in learning what... You know, makes Leo stop being the prankster and start taking it more seriously. Mm. You know what I mean? All that sort of stuff, man. I'd, I'd be very interested if if, if it was told in a, yeah. in a comic. For me, it's too far removed from what the turtles yeah. are. And, so and, and look at magical it's, instruments. It, and it's not it's not <clears throat> it's not for us. No, you know what I mean. My kids won't even have a bar of it. Yeah, right. My, my, but my daughter did like the comics based on those cartoons. Okay. But not necessarily the actual cartoon. Mm, interesting. But, um, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, so it ends on a strangely comedic note after yep. all that, and that's that. It's like uh, Batman saying pizza party. Oh, that was weird. We need to cover that movie. Yeah, okay. Um, coming from Mirage okay I don't have this in the back of mine coming from Mirage Studios Bade Biker and Orson yeah 32 page black and white shipping October 25th so Jim Lawson comes to play in the Turtle Sandbox right but um, this is this is the guy who's trying to get um, Image Studios Mirage Studios yeah yep yep up and running with different you know titles and who knows how popular these things were yeah. but Again, if you had Turtles running, that's it, guys. Well, I mean, that, but that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like even Marvel and DC try shit out. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they don't compare to Batman, so they let it go, you know? But it's interesting, though, because, like, you know, these guys are struggling to keep the Turtles going while they look after the business. Yeah. And then they're putting more comics through as well. Good on them. They obviously love comics. They yeah. love production of them. But, yeah. Again, an ad 
for these... Um, oh, those lead miniatures. Yeah. And I can't even remember which ones I have. I'm going to have to pull them out one yeah. day. But I've got all the turtles. Yep. I've got a mouser. I've got a shredder. Um, I've got the damn robot. Yeah. I've got the triceraton. I don't think I've got the foot soldiers. And these things were selling for three seventy three seventy five plus oh, seventy five cents postage. Yeah. You can't even buy a comic for that now. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um and I love it. Sculpted in exquisite detail. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um look I think I've got some at home somewhere too. Really? But none of these sets. Oh, okay. Well, this is all they had. Like, like maybe, did, did they maybe release a second wave or something? Because well, I got ones with guns. What? Turtles, turtles with guns? From really? The, from the Triceraton. Well, there's you know, on the Triceraton world. Gun. You know on the Triceraton world where they had guns? Yeah, right. Yeah, I've got the little lead miniatures. Oh, dude. Next time, bring them over. And I'll, I'll see if I can find them. Yeah, yeah. I love them. I love them. Because like, they're, they're just crappy enough to really get that independent feel. Yeah. Like, if they were perfect, I'd go, yeah, not so much. I also had the Nightmare Bears. What are they? They're, the Nightmare Bears are from the Ninja Turtle role-playing game. Right. Actually, I've got those books in my bag. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, so the original... Um, um, Oh, dude! Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Where'd you get those from? Dude, I've got contacts, man. Oh, man. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. I can't believe you just got these in your bag. Oh, my God. I've been in my bag for fucking months. No. The Nightmare Bears. Oh, wow. So they're like Care Bears, but they've got psychic powers and they mess with you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I had them. I, I got a friend to paint them. In bright Care Bear colours. Yeah, cool. And I had them all on one base together. But I don't know what ever happened to it. Oh, that sucks. I know, because it was painted beautifully as well. You know, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, okay. I don't know how long those Ninja Turtle role-playing books have been in my bag. Oh, that kills me. (laughs) But that's cool. We're going to have to play that. We need to, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I sat down with Nathan to try and... Map it out. Map out a character for him. And it took a couple of hours and we didn't even get one his character finished. So it takes a bit of effort. Setting up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's it. That's where my issue ends. Yeah, cool. My my issue's got some, um, again, annotations by Kieran Eastman and Peter Laird, but I didn't read it this time. All right. Cool. All right. So I guess that's it for us this week, guys. Um, Next week, we're covering Leonardo one-shot. All right. Okay, so that's what we're up to next week. And from memory, that's another snow one. Don't know. Yeah, okay. Then we'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're coming thick and fast, these micro-series. Yeah, I don't know. There we go. I don't know. Um, Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Again, send us a message, man, if you want to join the conversation. Uh, if, If we've gotten things wrong we're just talking out of our ass so you know um now normally see now this is something i'm going to steal off that podcast i was listening to (laughs) normally i download a bunch of stuff i say follow this do that review this subscribe to that each week we're going to get you to just to do one thing okay Mm -hmm. this week when you're listening to this it's going to be to enter the ninja turtle giveaway now as i said yeah there's going to be prompts in the actual giveaway to follow various social medias and all this sort of stuff. So you can do that as well. Um, but yeah, just hit that link below in the show notes 
enter the Ninja Turtle competition for your chance to win over a hundred US dollars, not Australian dollars, bitch, Oof. US dollars mm-hmm. worth of digital Ninja Turtle comics through the Comicsology app. Awesome. Okay, so that's what we're going to get you to do this week. Next week we might get you to, I don't know, stalk Luke while he's in the shower or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'll depend what the we'll week's see. like. Huh. But um, yeah, show notes. You'll see the link. It's going to be there, ready to go. Enter that shit. And we will, uh, you know, in about three or four episodes, we'll probably announce a winner. Awesome. I want to do it before Christmas. Probably the week before Christmas. Okay. Because I think, is Christmas Day Friday? Yeah. So, okay, so we obviously won't be recording on Christmas Day. No. Um, so, yeah, one week before Christmas, we'll announce the winner. And then that gives you a week to get your details to me so I can get the comics to you. Sounds good. All right, hit that link, guys. Um, yeah, read Leonardo by next week. Thanks for listening, guys, and be good to each other. This was a Turtle Boy podcast.